right. Five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain. Real name, no games, no gimmicks. What's up, man? It's Fabian, a.k.a. Walter Longcoat. And we are the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Today, we have a special guest yeah. in the building. A Drop very, some bombs. very some special. Bombs. Well, actually, I didn't have that queued up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I knew I, you am did. I never, I'm never ready. I knew you didn't I'm have never the bombs queued up. I was doing other things. I was, and now my phone's taking a little while. Don't worry. The bombs are coming right <laughs> now. I don't know why I had to do that shake. That was yeah, very unnecessary. That was terrible. Very unnecessary. We have <laughs> Leslie Knapper join us today. Uh, Leslie uh, is an editor, freelance editor. Uh, as well as a production uh, extraordinaire uh, who uh, she has a couple of films right now that are going to be showing at the Clifton Film Celebration both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, one, uh, first one is uh, Othello San. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, and then Sweet Distractions. Uh, again, both uh, showing at the Clifton uh, Film Celebration Saturday and Sunday. Do we have specific times for those or... Um, so Sweet Distractions will be premiering mm. um, that Saturday at 7. Okay. And then that Sunday we will do a Thelson at 9. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then give some background with these uh, these, these, these films. They're, they're both shorts, correct? Yes. So Othelloson okay. um, is a 20-minute short narrative. Uh, it's about a black man that goes to Japan to act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's produced by Red Zeppelin Productions in Virginia. Okay. Uh, the same people got me in contact with the people that did Sweet Distractions. Mm-hmm. That's more of like a five-minute PSA comedy short. Nice. Um, and that's currently making its rounds around the festival circuit right now. Gotcha. It just won, I think, three awards in the past two weeks. Excellent. Nice. That is fantastic. Nice. You know what? You know what we got to do, Lorraine? You know what we got to do. Mm-hmm. We got to drop Three awards in the past Thank two you. weeks? We got to drop bomb, a bomb. Baby. That's a bomb. And that's, you know what? <laughs> we need some air horns for that <laughs> as well. Three awards. <laughs> that's dope. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, thank you for joining us today. We we appreciate your presence. No yeah, yeah, definitely like having you in the building. Uh, so yeah, just talk to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How well, you... well, I have a question. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just to kick it off. So I think a lot of people, when you say you know I'm in production, right? right. They don't really understand what that means. Um, and I do feel like the word producer or the title producer is kind of overused for mm-hmm. people who don't necessarily or aren't necessarily a part of the actual production of it, you know? Okay. So tell tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of uh, production for these, you know, short films, movies, uh, shows that you're working on. Okay, so primarily I... Yeah, talk real close. Yeah, don't, don't be afraid of the mic. Primarily I work in post-production, which is after people shoot things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an editor. I usually get all of the data, the script, the storyboard, all that fun stuff and start to create a story based off of, excuse me, the clips and things that people have already created. Mm-hmm. So um, during production, I also work as a production assistant and a production coordinator. Those are the people that just make sure that the schedule is going on 
Excuse me, I could cough. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Sorry, I've been holding it. Yeah. Um, they make That's when you've been working very hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they make sure that the, the uh, production's going on smoothly, you know, make sure that we're on time, work with the assistant director, make sure that we have all the shots for a certain location, mm-hmm. make sure that everyone's fed, make sure that anybody nobody's going over order time, or we have all the budgets corrected. Yeah. So all the fun paper clerical work stuff yeah. that's happening in real time yeah the, the life of a pa right. is uh very numerous yeah and again i feel like a lot of people don't understand what goes into like pre-production before you even start filming all mm-hmm. the planning the location scouting securing the licenses the agreements the contracts um getting the budget locked down to make sure everyone is gonna be paid right um and then once you actually start to film right mm-hmm. once, once you start to once things start to move making sure that production stays on track, stays on schedule and like planning for those hiccups in advance. Like, you know, we may hit a, a, a day or two hurdle here where we can't film. Uh, you got to plan for weather. You got to plan for, um, you know, if you're shooting in a certain city, like what events are, is there a fucking marathon <laughs> that's right. happening yeah. that's going to stop production for two days or something like that? Um, there's a lot that goes into it. I feel like that sometimes can be underappreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so not. I was coordinating for a TV show that I can't say the name of yet, but we were filming in DC um, during the hockey celebration mm-hmm. for when like... Um, Go Caps. Yeah, when yeah, they won like and they had, the the whole, red. they had the whole parade and stuff and we were supposed to be filming like on the mall. Okay. And so <laughs> yeah. we spent like <laughs> maybe five hours before the day before trying to figure out how we're going to get all this done, how we're going to rush talent in, yeah. how we're going to be able to film quietly yeah. while you have all these people just celebrating. So it yeah. is quite a task just trying to get to production. Yeah. 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 And, and take us back too, because because uh, I have a ton of like, uh, so obviously, you know, you being an editor and, and working on all these productions, I have a ton of questions as far as that goes. But tell us a bit about your your history. Where do you come from? How'd you get to this point? Where were you conceived? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever ask Christ. that question to your parents? God damn. No, I've never asked my parents that question. Why? Why do I want to know that? I, I wouldn't want to. I never asked I either. I need to know. But no. if you know. I, I feel I, like I was who? conceived in Pittsburgh, though, because that's where they met. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah. that's where my both of my parents are from and been living there for like maybe 15 years. Yeah. Before Still they moved to South America. Side, Shady Side. More Did they like, tell you where? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the exact spot. I can't guess. Um, the Cadillac? What's going on in the Cadillac? <laughs> Other than that, I grew up in PG County. Yeah. Uh, went to school at UMBC, not too far from here. Hey. Um, graduated. You know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do. Drop BC? PG County. Okay. You know what I mean? PG in the building. Hey. Definitely. You should be a Skins fan, technically, but we're going to ignore that. Uh, well, my family's from Pittsburgh, so it's well, black meal in the but, house. But, but where do you have your roots, though? Where are the roots where you grew up? It's in PG, My right? first jersey was a Palomalu jersey. Palomalu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't argue. Yeah, it's Long hair, don't even care. I, I like more it. rich I history like there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wanted to give the rest of the question. She's like, no, no, no. Don't you go, associate. I would go with, <laughs> the, with, the, with the Steelers, too, on that one. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm sorry. I, I butted into your, your, your story there. No, it's yeah. really fine. Yeah. Um, so I graduated 2015 with a BFA in Cinematic Arts. Nice. Um, and a minor in Japanese. That's my second language. I saw that. I was very intrigued by this. Can you? Can I Can I ask you to, to give us a little little sample? What do you want me to say? Any, I don't know anything. Uh, I'm sure you'll translate from me later. Tell people to uh, subscribe to the Fade Podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fade... Ca- Podcast to me, 
ミシマスお願いしますチョコバナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナナ Mm. Gotcha. It、yeah. never like intermingles like、uh, being friend with、uh, your employer. It, it, <laughs> None of that. Because、nah. they, even have, like, they even have different ways to say things. Like if you're in school and someone's a grade above you,、oh, they're、snap. like automatically your senpai. Like, I wouldn't, no I wouldn't what. last very long in this culture. Because、yeah. I, yeah, I have a hard time just automatically giving respect to like, people. Like with me, it's like, kind of like you have to earn、mm-hmm. it. Like when I was a kid, you know, adults would come in a room and be like, yo. No, you get I'm, like, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get up from this chair. You got. I mean, what'd you do? What did you do? What kind of work did you put in today? You know. You know what's、yeah. funny? Um, I was listening to this、uh, podcast and it was talking about uh, uh, I don't even remember the the exact meat and bones of it, but basically kind of breaking down different personalities. And it was like there's the aggressors and then there's like the tit for tat people, right? And it's like it's the tit for tat people who really work in the system. Like if you're like a person who If, if you disrespect me, I'll disrespect you. If you respect me, I'll respect you. That's the kind of like the way to go. And they ran all these different simulations, but I, I wish I could think of it more of what I was trying to say. But like to, to, to the point of it is like when people, when two people meet and they're like, yo, I'm not respecting you to respect me. I'm not respecting you to you respect me. It's always like a, a, a bad formula for success. It's, it's crazy. It's a person who knows how to play, like, you know. Feel you out, determine like kind of like who, how your personality is, and then they determine how to gain, engage you. Versus, I think what you said, where it's like, oh, no. respect has to be here. No, no, you have to, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Two people who walk in、care. a room like that is, is gonna be bad, yeah, they're gonna be <laughs> well. Oh, well, so, <laughs> so, so and if you were in Japan, that would not happen because、yeah. it's like, no, yeah, 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 automatic respect. You just get shunned, <laughs> everyone older would just look at you like,、uh, how old is goddamn marks on me? What happened to you? Well, you know, like, they, they would、Hell、just、time. view him as like, oh, you're someone who's disrespectful, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, or a renegade. A or, renegade, or just an American, because we're all disrespectful. We're rude as fuck. We don't care. So in Japan, like if I'm a sophomore in high school, I can't get at like a junior girl because would that be? It'd just be really hard for you to flirt with her because everything you say would be super respectful.、Mm-hmm. She wouldn't get like you know that you were trying to flirt、yeah. with her. You know what I mean? Or you I can't be, be like more artistic. The new Supreme jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, all of all. Yo, Supreme、oh, out. Okay, here's a generalization that you're yeah, gonna make. What? Yeah, I'm gonna generalize here. Jesus Christ. Japanese people are fresh as fuck. Yeah, well, always. Yeah, no, <laughs> way to give them like just an outstanding compliment. Nobody can deny that. Like, oh, no, I think we're not gonna take、true. that. Like, no, very, very fashion no, forward. Yeah, all Asians. Yeah, super yeah. fresh. Fresh.、Um, so, so what made you, made you want to minor in Japanese? Um, so, I really I got into film off of Yakuza films, actually. Really?、Mm. Yeah, Yakuza、nice. and Kung Fu films were like what really made me want to start making films. That's dope. So, I knew at some point I wanted to go there. Gotcha. So, yeah, when I got the opportunity to study abroad and study language, they didn't really have a Japanese film 
like program. Yeah. So I just tried to kind of make my own way. Wow. Once I got there. That's dope. That's really, really dope. So, okay. So you graduated from school. You're looking what to do. Like what, what, what? Well, actually, um, I had already started working in the industry before I had graduated. Okay. Um, I had been working on small reality TV show stuff. I also got picked up to work for a pilot show, like season, okay. for a TV show called The Lift Project. Yeah. Um, and that got picked up not by um, major networks, but by airlines. I think I picked up by 13 different airlines. Oh, that's syndication out the ass. That's yeah. It. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and I did that before I even graduated, and that was a fun experience. So from there, yeah. I kind of knew how to like navigate app, like applying for things yeah. and it's just been like working my it's way up. It's a dirty world. It's super hard. It's a dirty world mm-hmm. in, in production. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, it's... It, so it's, go into that though. Like, yeah. um, you know, obviously, I think in any industry it's about who you know and, mm, and you know, like, but I feel like in, in certain things where you're actually producing or you're creating something, it's like, what have you done and how much of it did you do? Right. So for, in your, with your experience, like, having come out of college with that on your resume right Mm -hmm. did people still kind of say uh i don't know like this is this looks too good for a recent graduate how much of this did you do um i don't think it was a big achievement to say out loud but on paper it definitely wasn't enough Mm -hmm. um not having you know when you graduate everyone wants five years experience with like no time at all like you're supposed to be working since freshman in college kind of thing yeah for Um, minimum wage five years right (laughs) you need Um, an mba for this job that pays 35k and it was actually crazy that um i got that same spiel for i had worked for the real housewives of potomac for season two Mm -hmm. um and then i applied for season three and they told me i didn't have enough experience (laughs) holy shit what Um, the fuck right i just saw you last (laughs) week but this week you don't have enough experience. By the yeah, way, we're going to need our key card back. If you exactly. Could just give they got us. bought out by like a different network. So uh, they like, okay. you know, reapplied everybody. And they're yeah. like, oh, you don't have experience. I was like, I was here last That's summer. crazy. Yeah. Like, because you would think even if somebody's coming out from outside, having like five years experience working one year within the system right. that they already built that's is yeah. worth more than somebody else working five years somewhere else. Wait, right. so, uh, I, I need to hear more about this. So. Even when you told them, like, hey, I did season two. I was here. Being on season two was how I even got the interview in the first place. Yeah. Because, like, with my resume alone, they were like, because I asked, I was like, so what's up with the the rejection? And they were like, yeah, even looking at your resume, like, by itself, you probably wouldn't have got into the interview phase Mm -hmm. just because I had just had not had enough experience before that. Um, I had a friend, how I got in the house was I had a friend who had been working in industry much longer and he got sick and like oh, put sure. me on for like three days or something and it turned into like two and a half months. Yeah, that's how it always yeah, works. So, yeah, so um, they saw that and they're like, all right, we'll give you an interview. And then they looked and they were just like, yeah, no, we have people that have been working in reality TV for like five years straight. So, so I bet I know what happened. So what they did was they, this company that that cleared house mm-hmm. you know that, that that bought them out they probably had their own lineup already Definitely. like pan picked like okay this is who we want in these positions and then they're basically just like look survival of the fittest all right, right. If, unless you've been working here for 10 years we'll see you later you well know? it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because 
um, getting rejected from housewives is how I got into Othello son. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, okay. I had, so it worked the out. Happy for accidents. Me. Right. The happy accidents. Yeah. That's, that's how a lot of things in the, uh, in the industry works where, you know, you, you, you can't be, you can't be soft with rejection. Like you gotta, you gotta be okay with being rejected because you're going to be rejected a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen a lot. Now I gotta ask. So when you say being um, rejected from Housewives got you into Othello Son, mm-hmm. uh, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like it gave you the opportunity to go and pursue that or go and find that, or did one like actually lead to the other? Um, yeah, I had. They were filming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wait, because I hadn't even applied to Othello sign thinking that I was already going to get into housewives. Cause I was like, all right, this is, yeah, you, you had know? no yeah. backup plan. At the right. Day. And so when I got rejected, <laughs> I was like, oh man, what am I going to do for the, you know, the fall season? And I saw the like little crew call online and applied. Yeah. Apparently I was the only, um, Japanese and English speaking editor uh, in the country. Wow. What? Yes. Oh my God. Cloud. You know what I got to do. <laughs> You know what I gotta do. God damn. Out right there. I'd have came in with the fur on. (laughs) (laughs) The Frank Lucas. You would have came with the Frank Frank Lucas. In the summertime, like, where's my trend? (laughs) You you need me. (laughs) Back to Japan real quick, because um, here in America, we love like our blockbusters, you know, Mm -hmm. our big movie blockbusters. Is it the same in Japan? Do you have any kind of knowledge on that? I don't know if you've been, but... Um, yeah, I lived there for a little while. So what do you mean by blockbusters? Like like our big Transformers, Marvel movies that drop. Are a movie is movie theater culture the same? Like is it do they love all of that too? Or um, smaller films or what? They like movies. They don't like the same type of movies that we like. Um, for example, they love like Transformers based stuff. They probably really like Pacific Rim, but uh that was also something that was more tailored towards Chinese people. American and Chinese film is really interconnected right now. If you notice, most of our um, action films have scenes that are in China or Hong Kong or stuff mm-hmm. like that because we have really good tax kickbacks. Um, yeah. And also, um, it's advantageous to have at least one location in China because we already know that international money is going to come flying in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time uh, a movie comes out here, the first country that they look to see where it does numbers at is like China. You yeah, know I mean? but I think uh, it doesn't quite translate to Japanese because one, our humor is different. Mm. Um, like things that we find funny, they don't get. Like for example, they don't have sarcasm like at all. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Like you could be like, oh, do you want like this piece of cookie? Yeah, I want that fucking piece of cookie. And they'll be like, okay, here's yeah, a cookie. Here's a, yeah. <laughs> and like they don't get it. Um, I've had Japanese people come to America for the first time and hang out with me. I've hosted a couple friends and like sarcasm is in our blood. Like people speak like yeah. sarcasm twenty four seven. Yeah. And people like they just weren't getting that like someone was being a dick to them. Yeah. Well <laughs> I think that's kind of like the trouble with the other the, the where everything's sort of heading, right? Because as these distribution um companies look to see like, okay, hey, what market, what territory can we get in next, you know? that's a big problem is just uh how do you get past the cultural stuff such as comedy where some of the the comedic things we might find in any number of films here in the u.s just don't translate to 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 other cultures you know so uh yeah that's going to be a a real big problem going forward um but i mean japan still definitely has like they still have a foothold in america just off their anime yeah 
um that's just like on lock absolutely there's nothing yeah. what are your like, top five animes shout my out to castlevania five. that i'm watching right i now. love castlevania yes. i'm like knee deep into yeah, that I've, right I've now um that. top five we got cowboy bebop yep um psychopaths mm, let's see yeah, put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I got know, a, right? I gotta put Hot Yu Yu Hakusho on there. Classic. Mm. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Mob Psycho 100. I've, one heard of that. I heard, I've heard of that one, but I haven't seen it. Uh, Do me a favor. Talk, talk real close to the Cowboy Bebop. Man. For sure. You can adjust yeah. it too if you want to. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, you're good. Uh, let's see. All, I always like Big O. Uh, yeah. As I, I, again, these are more like. like Classics, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more like uh, Gundam Wing, Ronin Warriors, like I'm in Dragon Ball Z, like that was my top three. Like, yeah, I like um, things that are visually stimulating mm-hmm. in anime. So, Mob Psycho is really good. One Punch Man, um, I gotta check One Punch Man. I've heard, yeah, that. I've heard very good things about yeah. this. I, I haven't checked it out myself, it's, it's but good uh, stuff. Yeah. any anime that well, my rule for anime is it can't be more than like a hundred episodes mm-hmm. and then it's like a whole saga <laughs> like i'm not doing it's an investment at that point right yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a whole epic and <laughs> you're replacing plot yeah. with like nostalgia and yeah. like or just filler and stuff like that yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah once right. you start skipping work you know in order to catch up on some episodes That's you, you might be heading in the wrong direction when you wake up early in the morning and looking at your facebook live like yo they had the tournament right now that's a lot that's a lot it's a bit extra just a tiny bit extra uh well of course we are you know overjoyed with having you here i think you'll you'll add to our uh usually because you know our usual listeners will definitely agree that we we get into a lot of debates here. We get into a lot of heavy, uh, heavy debate topics here, but uh, mostly we just like to talk about some dope shit when it comes to TV and uh, and film. Um, I think what we probably want to do is get into this Walking Dead spinoff. I don't know if anybody watched last night, but some crazy things happened with Walking Dead. I don't know. I don't. Any, but yeah. Either of you guys so Walking that? Dead is on can season I, nine, right? Can I? Can I get? I was trying to like set the mood. Can I set the mood? We'll set it. No, now the mood's not even set. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. Walking Dead. They're on season <laughs> nine, right? Uh, so, that should be your so first red flag. Season I was, I, nine. Yeah, So that's where I was going to go. I was going to backtrack a little bit before we get to yeah. you know the jizzy jazz around uh, last night's uh, episode. Yeah. I feel like season six for me was when I was like, you know what? I've been here doing this with these guys for too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I haven't watched since. I've seen a lot of those episodes where Negan and then, you know, he had and they they kill a lot of the main characters on the show and now we they finally know who Negan is. And even though I had been waiting for that moment like who is Negan? What is Negan? He's obviously the big uh villain, right? The big antagonist. I just didn't care anymore because <laughs> it had been 6 seasons. Yeah. And you know, it was kind of, I just run out of gas I, yeah. and I just stopped watching. It was the easiest show to stop watching when I cared about it so much. I was like a diehard Walking Dead fan and I was like, yeah. meh. Yeah, that's usually, uh, just like you said, Leslie, like once you start heading towards season nine of any show, <coughs> yeah, it's right. time for us to you know, it's, uh, cough, sneeze, do whatever you got to do. Let it all out. Um uh, once you start heading towards that, uh, we're in crisis mode. Then, yeah. I think. What is uh, the perfect number of seasons? Five. Five. Yeah, this is very scientific. I've already, I've, I've, I've already, I've done the math on this. I've done the math on this. Five. Five's like seasons. a gimme. Three. 
I'd three? say three. Yeah. Three? Three's oh, not enough. No, three's, three's not, not enough. enough. No, three's, three's gonna enough. three's gonna make you think about it forever. Then it's gonna be a classic. What okay. What show then got to three seasons, called it quits, and you were like, they got it right. Three seasons. Mm. You got me there. Because I don't I'm really you, Yeah, I was five gonna, seasons. I don't know. I, I think five six is 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 the sweet spot. What did Kanye no. say? Seven songs on an album is <laughs> The perfect number of songs. <laughs> more, yeah, yeah um, we should definitely be taking advice from Kanye. It's West. very uh, when it comes to music, yeah. except for the scoop de woo, except for that shit. Um, you know what? I, you know what I heard? Um, that he was really just trolling the shit out of Drake when he did that. That beat was that. supposed to be for him. Yeah, and then he just dropped it saying that on there. Well, really? don't say that like you got some inside knowledge. Drake literally said that yeah, to the yeah, entire yeah, world. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, actually. Oh, I Wait, did, what? I, on the LeBron interview, yeah, where, um, he had uh, the, with the barbershop. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a show. I think it's on HBO, right? I have yeah. no idea. What's I'm on pretty here. sure it's on HBO yeah, where yeah. he had Drake on and Drake's like kind of opened up with a lot of the shit that happened between him and Kanye mm. where it's like Kanye had him come out to the studio in like Montana and then he told Kanye all of this personal shit about himself and his family and how he had a son and um, they talked about the song March 14th which he did for um, which kind of talks about his son and his you know troubles with his and then Kanye just kind of like took all of that information maybe some of it got leaked to Pusha T yeah. you know he kind of he wrote songs or, or you know did music with Kanye and Kanye just kind of all right this is mine now nigga. <laughs> <laughs> your flight to Toronto leaves yeah. in one hour <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah I mean why would you tell Kanye any of that personal information anyway well because you've been beefing with Pusha T for a minute yeah yeah, yeah they've been beefing for years yeah yeah as smart as Drake is that would clearly that was, just was not the uh the, the move to make uh but uh we digress uh from Kanye West and Yeah, because Kanye talk can lead you down a... You don't know where that's going to lead you. Dark hole. No, it always leads down dark holes. I do want to <laughs> give Kanye props for, like, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's okay. probably one of my favorite, um, like, visual albums. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the problem that I have with Kanye, right? He forces you to choose, right? Mm. Where he says such dumb things, but then you look at his albums, you're like, but that shit was dope. I think that's how you have to you, choose. Because people will judge, you know, for example, I, politically, all the shit Kanye's been doing, I think he's a fucking idiot for all that shit. But yeah. I can divorce that from when I listen to the music and I'm yeah. like, hey, this exactly. is quality music. True. But, but some people act as if they like know Kanye you gotta do right, both. and they're but personally <laughs> offended by this man's But the problem, the problem yeah. is, is that I think I look at it like, kind of like how I look at The Wizard of Oz, right? Where the person making the music is behind this curtain, right? And they just make the dope music. You listen to it, you're like, that shit is hard. Mm -hmm. And then they start saying some shit and they start peeling back that curtain and you're like, it's just some little ass person on a fucking megaphone. Like, you're just as dumb as everybody else. But we thought you, like, the more people speak, the more you just realize, oh, you're just like a regular person. And I think that that's sort of the the conflict that I get you sometimes i'm still on your side of the fence where i'm like yeah i could just listen to this shit yeah. but see really me i'm like much, but. close that curtain play that music fool, what you doing <laughs> so then right. you're being willfully ignorant to what they're actually saying though you know what i mean it's not you're, willfully no. ignorant like when did our musicians become our politicians yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 I, but, uh, oh don't get or me anything wrong. anything other than the music yeah don't don't yeah. get me wrong 
I don't look to Kanye West for my political for like uh, political analysis. That that's not. I know that's not who Kanye West is, but it makes me it it makes me think twice when I like uh, because like so for instance, my my favorite rapper is Jay Z, right? Mm. Uh, if Jay, I love the way Jay Z goes about his business because he doesn't actually say anything, right? right. Meaning that the less he says, the better for me. Because all those jewels that I like in his songs, all those things, I'm like, yo, every time somebody says something to me and I give him back, Jay Z said this, and his, uh, here's a quote from Jay Z's song. Like, I, I start to use that less when he talks more, right? right? Because then it's just like, no, then that was probably just some stupid thing you saw on a you know cereal box and you just decided to put it in your song. Like, I, I think the less they talk, the more the, or the better it is, at least for the music. They can say whatever they want, but it's better for me if I don't know that much about. Your is it because like the more they talk, then like the more you start to maybe like it judge them, them or yeah, yeah. It, it makes them human. And it's like I and then it affects how you it. listen to their exactly. Music. Yeah, mm-hmm. when somebody tells me something dumb about an artist I like, or for instance Kanye, I'm like, all right, that's cool. But when's the album dropping? Like, right. like yeah, I'm, that's just all right. That's cool. I, I disagree or agree with whatever he says or does, but when's the album dropping? Yeah, Moneybag Yo can't read or write, but hey, he when, <laughs> uh, when he drops that album, it's yeah. fire. I'm still listening to it. I don't so, care but then where else. does where does that? I guess where does that? St- Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna. I think the line that you're thinking about is when like people start saying things that are directly like harmful that to have other people, impacts, right? You know? So like I think in other your mind or other people's minds, Kanye crossed that line when he started making uh, comments about like slavery and did that whole TMZ meltdown or yeah, whatever. Yeah, slavery is because, a thing. Yeah, because then it became harmful to black people because you have like this caricature that is going around that's being put into the media Mm -hmm. and white people are eating it up yeah and you know making assumptions about us as a people about it and i think that's like the line where like i like stand by because i can't listen to r kelly anymore because (laughs) oh he abuses women but uh girl are you ready that song it's hard to listen to now without thinking about that in a different light. That but on the other side of the coin, I can still listen to Waka even though he says he doesn't vote because I didn't expect him to vote in the first place. Oh, not as well, <laughs> right. But it, 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 and and I, and I think the way I look at it too is just like honestly, I, I actually don't. I, I think it's weird that we actually give their like Kanye West says something and it is taken as like oh my god Kanye okay. West said this and the world changes it's like no it doesn't Kanye so everybody just has a f- celebrity fascination right where yeah. it's like right. and, not, and not granted they have when he says something you know a hundred million people hear it right yeah for any of these like big time celebrities and you know when I say something a few a few people here yeah I got clout fucking a hundred people here. <laughs> 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 don't talk yourself down Come so on. so it's like when you hear someone with so much influence say something you're like yeah. oh shit please everyone I hope I hope nobody really heard that because it was so stupid and yeah. you hope no one takes acts on it but yeah. anyway right. we digress yeah <laughs> from moving back on. to walking dead <laughs> where we started from um so anyways long story short and uh spoiler alert for anybody who uh you know what i honestly don't really even feel the need to say spoiler alert anymore uh because anybody who's listening to our podcast knows we're going to give them everything every bit of detail that we know uh so uh earmuffs if you you know uh haven't watched the uh, the uh current episode of uh, walking dead but rick grimes was especially uh supposed to bite the dust uh who is the main character in the walking dead series um but alas he did not he did not bite the dust he was actually ushered away on a fucking like helicopter or some shit 
I don't know. Uh, but essentially, his character is not dying. He's going on to make a trilogy of films, TV films. Yeah. Very wonder, interesting yeah. happenings with The Walking Dead. I wonder if they like put that to like some survey or if they did like viewer analysis of it, right? Yeah. Like, mm. you know, the cost to benefit ratio of killing off Rick Grimes, therefore ending any possibility. Well, not necessarily ending any possibility of a spinoff. No, there's always still, flashbacks. Yeah, the flashbacks, yeah. alternate universe, yeah. builds a time portal. <laughs> Something. You know. So they're like, all right, we kill him off. It, there might be great story here a really good end to the show, right? Where it's kind of like Breaking Bad. They killed off... Walter White died at the end. Five seasons, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Walter White died at the end and everybody loves that show because it ended so great. Yeah. Or, you know, they're they're in the cash business. They, they want to make money. These studios, these networks, they want to make as much money as possible. They want to liquidate every drop they can from... A prominent character like Rick Grimes. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the route they went. Obviously, because they're going to have these spinoffs. But I, I wonder how they how they like make those decisions. Hmm. I mean, maybe you guys can give some insight on it. Like, you know, when it, when a studio is like, do we t- turn t- take one show and turn it into three, or do we just end something great and start something new? Like, how do, how do they come to those decisions? Yeah, I'm not going to try to claim to have insider knowledge of, of how they operate, but uh, but what Useless. I have to, yeah, I know right. Uh, what I'd have to assume is is that. Uh, they really probably do do some sort of analysis like okay, survey monkey something or they gauge the popularity of his character right they know that he's an extremely popular character and they're like look why would we kill him off honestly because if you kill him off just end the fucking series nobody wants to watch a show because he's the most popular character they brought in negan and after a couple of seasons they're like all right well nobody really cares about him anymore yeah you know rick is is the uh the 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 reason why people tune in week in and week out to see what his plight is to see what his uh you know what his journey is but i don't so i don't know if you want to take that yeah they probably looked at ratings um because i remember this season was advertised as like the last journey Mm -hmm. for him or something like that it was yeah um so they probably looked at the ratings about that probably looked online to Mm -hmm. see like what people were saying about the season and stuff like that yeah. and made a cash grab decision. Yeah. Turning a nine season show into a three part <laughs> movie sounds totally like a money. Oh yeah. Well, he's definitely, more, but, but here's money. the crazy thing. They're not even ending the series. The well, series is going to continue. Into two shows anyway. It's already, yeah, it's already two shows. The so fear of the walking, fear dead. Of the walking dead. And then there's the a, walking dead. They're walking dead. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were going to like continue it as like a, Continue the Walking Dead. Yeah, they're, they're going to continue. Rick. Yeah, that's basically what they're going to do. They're Shows have done yeah. that before. That '70s show did it. Did they? Did yeah, they really that '70s show for Grace. Oh, oh, you mean like the like the main character yeah, we'll goes leave. away? The or, office does it. Like, yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll do it. Like, no, they'll but totally it, do. But it. I know, but with, it's with weird comedy. that they have a trilogy with that main character while right. the show is still going on. Like it's that's that's weird. That sounds like money. I think it's a. I mean, I, I think obviously they ran the numbers and saw that there could be a chance for profit in this. But I, I think possibly the other uh, idea is it's just innovation like that hasn't been done before. We've, we've never seen this before. And it's just somebody saying, hey, I got an idea. Let's do this. It, it could be from an innovative perspective, I think. Yeah. So th- what I'm looking at is is cannibalization, right? It's they have The Walking Dead and when they you know, launch fear of the walking dead. It obviously, obviously cannibalized some of that viewership to where some of those viewers went over to fear of the walking dead. Now they're introducing. Good word, by the way. Was cannibalized. that? Cannibalized. 
I like it. Yeah, I'm smart as shit, yeah, dog. That's a T-word. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then now they're introducing these, uh, you know, the Rick Grimes spinoff, these three films. So then it's going to further cannibalize viewership from those shows. Yeah. I wonder, you know, again, how much they're concerned about that or if they're thinking, hey, we're going to we're going to get enough viewership. We're going to make enough money off of these three movies and it won't really hurt viewership from these shows. Because if I watch those three movies, they're good. Bang, bang, bang. Rick dies. Am I going to go back and return to watching the the ongoing series? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I think you say to yourself, yeah, I'm going to take a hit on this show just to um, bring that hit to my other show. And we're all still eating at the end. Of the, you know what I mean? It, it, it is a taking a little bit from something you got going on. But when you're when you're losing that to yourself at the end of the day, still, it, it's a safe gamble. Yeah. And this is like um, probably the last hurrah for the genre because mm-hmm. this is one of the last zombie shows that we've seen in a while. Yeah, no more zombie movies for that's like kind of a yeah dying genre. Well, that yeah. that goes hand in hand with what I was, right. I, was about, uh, I was about to just say is I think we've reached a saturation point mm-hmm. um, with uh, zombie films. Uh, it was I think that's of, because Walking Dead was so good. You think it was because it's so good, or yeah, or just because that people just got tired of I watching think, zombies. How do you get I, I think better? It was, yeah, than yeah, the Walking yeah. Dead. I, w- I would say the same thing. You're gonna have to wow the shit out of me and for they, me to start a new zombie show. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Well, well if you no, ask Fabian, <laughs> <laughs> so are you familiar with, with a House of Cards? Yeah. So oh, shit. you know, obviously, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Stacy. Uh, uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey is no longer with the show. Right. So literally on the last episode, <laughs> we had a conversation about how they could have started the new season without Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. because they didn't really address the fact that they, they just said, oh, he, he's dead. He's no longer on the show moving forward. And then <laughs> Fabian here was like, <laughs> Well, maybe he could have died from like an epidemic, and now there's a zombie apocalypse, and we're like, wait, what? So now, now the Walking, now um, fucking House of Cards is a zombie show. Fabian's like, yeah, you know, it could yeah. work. Yeah, the worst no, part, he wasn't know. being sarcastic about it. Yeah, the, the, he, he, the Japanese could have took him literally. He, yeah, right. he was being very serious. Uh, so joke. yeah, shout out to Fabe for the innovation. Though yeah, I like, yeah, like yeah. the attempt. Though. You got to go back and it's watch about that the attempt last more than episode. It is or listen to that last episode if you didn't get a chance. It was a classic, instant classic. It was a classic episode. <laughs> but yeah, so back to it. I think you guys are right. It it it's reached the point where I think viewers are kind of like done with that genre and yeah. and it's like vampires, you know. Like we we got to a point, you know, with the whole mm-hmm. Twilight. Blue this Bloods and, and where we're just like, yo, if I see one more fucking fanged idiot walking around trying to bite people's necks, I'm gonna fucking cancel my cable yeah. subscription. That yeah. and, th- and there's just so much content now. Like it literally, uh, and we've talked about this before. It, it, it's stressful watching anything these days because if you're if you have a Netflix subscription, you're missing all of the content on Hulu, hmm. on Amazon Prime, or the other streaming services, right? And even on Netflix, there's just so much shit. Like, I have a list of stuff I want to watch on Netflix, and it's like 20 deep now. And, you know, there's a mixture of, like, documentaries, TV shows, movies, and the I just keep adding to the list. Right. I feel like I'm never going to get through it. So sometimes it just stresses me out, and I just go back and watch old episodes of The Office. Cause yeah. like, I get that. I'm comfortable there. I'm not stressed there. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's typically what we do. We're creatures of habit, right? So once we 
feel as though we don't know what choice to make. We just make the same old choice that yeah. we always make. That's it's why you. Like, always, that's why anybody ever texts their ex girlfriend. Like you know, I don't know. <laughs> let me just see what's up with her. I, I, I like the the more options. I think it gives people like me the idea that someone like you could scroll down and watch a indie film that I created without yeah. the need of like advertisers or a big blockbuster theater. I think what Netflix is doing and they're throwing a lot of money at independent filmmakers right yeah. now. Um, is nothing a lot but of bags. A, yeah, it's a good thing for people like me, and it also I think is a good thing for viewers because now you're not having to trust on big uh, production companies to like kind of spoon feed you these three shows we're going to show you all season, or HBO has these twenty movies and that's it until the end of the year, mm-hmm. and that's all you have to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Netflix is essentially doing a full court press. Like they're they're not they're they're suffocating the market right now where everybody's having to replicate what they do, right? Mm -hmm. So it used to be the case where, yeah, you're right, you know, you have your 20 specials, 20 films or whatever that comes out on HBO and that was it. And you had to like, damn near, you gotta do, do you know somebody who does some voodoo? Cause that's the only way you're getting your shit onto fucking HBO, you know? Um, But now it's like, yo, they're trying to find talent and uh, 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 really great content wherever, under any rock that they can find it at, you know? In fact, they you better be the first one there because as soon as that, because everything spreads like wildfire now, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're late to the person who, you know, had this short film that was really dope that everybody appreciated, well, now that person's gone. Like now, because Netflix is signing people to like ridiculous contracts. I remember... And we've covered it. Uh, they they signed um, like Shonda Rhimes. Uh, 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 who else did they sign? It was another director, like from like TV or creator from uh, the uh, from creator TV. of Blackish. Yeah, uh, uh, Kenya Burris. Yeah, yes. Burris. Yeah. Um, uh, they they signed him, as, and it's just like they're gonna start signing boom mic guys. <laughs> like, I know, but really, look, man, because oh, your audios was incredible in that one series. <laughs> that's I what they check do for you. But that's uh, being being a part of you know production. That, that that's essentially people travel in packs. You know, they they the, if if you do some work with somebody and they like working with you, chances are they're gonna bring you on for another project, and then as it becomes this sort of hive where you just move from project to project with the same sort of group um so so yeah i think um yeah that's definitely true give us um give us some some juice from from production from the set what what have been some of your most amazing and most horrific experiences being on set what can i say without name names yeah. too i want names i cannot break i my want NDA. addresses I, I will not. <laughs> or, even, or even like a, feel free to change <laughs> names and locations but if you say names and locations that's uh, perfectly fine. or even like a fun fact or something just something yeah let's see uh i saw a semi-famous person um puke at like 2 p.m mm after being in like the trailer for like two hours like just got hammered and did one in, scene in the trailer yeah yikes and got had one scene did it perfect <laughs> stuck the landing like everything <laughs> and then as soon as they cut like turned around and, like yikes pulled their whole soul out <laughs> That that's being fun. a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a being a professional. You you have my uh you have my respect if you can get the scene in. And then just do your yeah. do afterwards. That's yeah. Good. Who, yeah. Was it Ben Affleck? Nah. I just no, she said that. semi. Because I don't think Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I know, she spilled right? a lot of tea on Ben Affleck. Right. Um, something interesting. Yeah. I don't think people really realize how long it takes to 
make a film yeah or to make a music video that like um pre so i work i've worked in all aspects of film i've been in pre-production i'm a script supervisor production as a coordinator and post-production as an editor um working on othello song which is a 20 minute movie uh from pre-production up until when it premiered probably was like two years yeah yeah wow no yeah i, I I really think people it's a, like committing to something for that long. And, oh, you know, and, well that, and you said that was that was throughout the entire production course. Or was that mainly just pre-production? I'm sorry, uh, post-production. That was it from beginning to end. Right? That was yeah. the okay. beginning to end. Yeah. yeah. So um, the script won like 11 awards on its own, um, and that helped them get the funding to actually make it. To do it, yeah. it took about three days. It's only 20 minutes, and it's one location. Yeah. Uh, it took three days to shoot, and then it took me about six months to edit. To cut it. And then another. Did, did you do everything in the editing process? Because I have a ton of editing questions I want to ask. But did did you do color correct all that stuff? Um, I didn't do color correction or sound design for this film, but okay. I have done both of those things before. Yeah, I did all the cutting. I did okay. the trailer. I did the credits, and I also did the subtitles. Gotcha. Oh, you, oh, yeah. Okay, I guess uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, I don't think people really sort of value how long, but that's why it's important to attach yourself to projects that you actually care about. Right. Because if two years is a long time to yeah. work on something you have absolute disdain for. Like, yeah. That's, that's a long time. You still have a passion yeah. for that project that far down the road. Hey, yeah. what, what, what goes into uh subtitling? Because I feel like there's levels to that shit. Like I feel like they're, <laughs> they're so good now. Like, do you feel like, it's easy or I mean, what do you, is there levels to this? Is there some people that are better than others? Um, you can't, you have to be really good at reading people to do subtitling like cut wise, because um, there's going to be times where you're not going to see this person talk. Like for example, if it's a narrative film, I might be saying something, but the camera is looking at him. So I have to kind of like pick out how long it's going to take for you to read it when to put in the next sentence, how to cut everything so it's a digestible sentence, um, so it's not taking much too much of the action space. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're doing another language, how to cut it so that you can still read it and it is in time with what the person's actually saying. Do you have mm-hmm. a favorite uh, subtitle? Mine is uh, Scoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scoff. Scoff. Um, I think mine is like um, different types of crying. Because uh, like <laughs> soft, people, subtle cry, right? Or like, <laughs> or like dramatic wailing and stuff like that. Like the different ways people describe crying is always fun to me. So. Uh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, that um, was a good question. I like that. That was, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The, the, we, and obviously, um, these were two short films yes. that, that you did. So uh, short films are unique because they. Uh, they're a different animal than feature films, right? Feature films, you can kind of take your time with certain things. You can kind of, but short films, you got to get right to the good. You don't have really any time to waste. Right. Um, but even with uh, features, you still have to cut a lot. Yeah. Um, because it was a short film, it only did like three days of shooting. But if it mm. was a feature, it'd be like a month of shooting. So yeah. it's still like the same amount of work. Um, they call it killing the baby because yeah. like, oh, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you have like, you, I usually start off with like a long timeline yep. and then Everything laid out. Right. Yeah. And then like save that into like an alternate file. Mm-hmm. Like this is if in a, in a perfect world, yeah. this is my three hour long film. <laughs> um, That's supposed to be 20 minutes. <laughs> right. And then you start cutting and yeah. then you start shortening. Then you start making a flow, especially if 
um, you were script supervisor or have any attachment on set, you feel that's yeah. a very and I was actually going to ask you about that. That that is actually a key because if you're able to be there and to sort of help navigate, because mm-hmm. I'm sure as things are going on, you're editing in your mind saying. Okay, this is what we can do here. This is how this can happen, and that's so in, uh, valuable uh, to have somebody on set or your your editor on set, uh, so that you can kind of cut out some of those problems that you might have otherwise. But it's also a double edged sword because you get attached to shots that if you were looking at this impartially, you wouldn't have no problem cutting. Oh, this is true. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, like, that's true. So having detachment from it helps you in a way so that you don't have to worry about like right. oh i feel oh, that's a really good scene i really want to keep that even though right. for story purposes you don't really need that particular mm-hmm. scene. and no, that's like the same trouble that people that have that um we have films that are directed produced edited by the same person mm-hmm. they can't really cut anything yeah. they don't have anybody telling them like no look, dude i know it took you two hours to get your actor into that space yeah but well, you gotta cut some times. <laughs> take two is the best take, dude. Just go for it. Hey, well, um, um, that brings me to a question that we actually had last show. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on long movies versus short movies? And you probably have two perspectives of it. Obviously, as, as a fan mm-hmm. and working in the background on movies, like because I personally like long movies, and we all kind of gave our opinions. But yeah, because I think thoughts? Tina, you said like no movie should be more than like two, three hours, right? No, no, no. I was saying, I was saying that when a movie's generally more than two hours. It's probably not good, generally speaking. Um, right, when when you have shorter movies, that means you have a much more compactful story, and it's it's going to m- most likely be more uh, a, t- a tighter story than if you have a two hours. Now we're entering entering the space where we have all these superhero movies where I don't mind it being two hours long, but they're not the best stories either. You know, uh, only with I think Infinity War and uh, I think I mentioned like the Dark Knight. Um, were two movies I'm like, okay, that was well deserved. You, you that needed to be two hours. We got two hours, and I didn't. I I I like that fact, but right. I think um, you're right about movies that are like over three hours. You're getting into like why? Uh, one of my professors told me in college, like if you're not showing the most important part of your story, why are you showing it? Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that I think is getting a little lost now. You have, when it comes to Marvel films, I understand why they're so long because you have so much content. You have decades of comic books to like pick through. And even with Infinity Wars, you felt like it wasn't so long, but that's because you had two stories going on at the exact same time. Yeah. You had Tony Stark and his crew doing their thing and then you had people down in Wakanda doing their thing so it's kind of like okay I get it but you could have just made that a two part movie same for um, X-Men that came out you had um, one of the X-Men origin movies Uh, you had Magneto's backstory playing around while they were still getting into like what X-Men were doing those could have been two different movies Yeah, and they would have both been like an hour and some change (laughs) and you would have made the same like even more money honestly if we had our own like Magneto origin stories, I'd pay to see that. Yeah, yeah. no, but, I think um, that definitely is a market for that. Um, so I think films need to be, compa- I look at films like I compare them to books. So you have books like Lord of the Rings, which is like an epic. You have like huge novels worth of it. But most people are going to sit down and read a book that's like 200 pages, 300 pages max. Yeah, You want a story, you want to get to the point, you want a nice plot to roam through, and you want to have like, the ability to digest it. If I go into a movie at seven, 
and come back at 11, so much has gone on <laughs> that I can't even fully Kids take growing in. growing up by the time you get back home. You know, you I know? can't even fully take in what's going on. Like, yeah. um, things like Kill Bill was, uh, Quentin Tarantino wanted Kill Bill to be one movie. Like, no, all no, together. It's no, impossible. What do you, what do you and, and you can yeah. see that in no. The Hateful Eight, which was dumb long for yeah. no reason. Yeah, Hateful Eight was, honestly, it was kind of boring. It was, uh, it was acceptable. Yeah, yeah, the, the I accepted it. start of it? It was kind of boring. Was very lie. slow and just dragged. But if you, and I get why I was trying to do it like a Western, but yeah. you could have made that a two-hour movie. Really and could've. it would have been, like, you would have remembered it. You would have wanted to talk about it yeah. instead of being like, nah, Hateful who, Eight, that's a Do you know who the only director that I'll give complete license to make however long yeah. they know what I want to say Christopher Nolan of course yeah okay. no one no See, one's the only director well, I'll be like whatever time you want to spend telling me the story go ahead I mean I get why you would say that but then yeah. you got people that would say Scorsese and I think Wolf of Wall Street was way too long for no reason no I, I, I yeah I have I, I believe that Scorsese his uh, uh, some of his films he clearly he might be the best director I've ever seen, but there are some of his films. I'm not gonna lie to you, they're not the best, at least in my humble opinion. But when he hits it out of the park, he hits it out of the park. So you yeah. know, the same guy that gives us Raging Bull, uh, that gives us uh, uh, Goodfellas. You know, uh, I can't. I, I'll take that occasional weirdly. I guess I, I get it, but I yeah. think I think everyone like as. Like, in general, we're moving into longer movies, and I think it's unnecessary. It is. I think, I think. wholly as, a, as an industry, it's really yeah. unnecessary. I, 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 so, so here's here's the, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off. My thing is, I think two and a half hours is the sweet spot, right? That's, I, I'm happy to commit two and a half hours to a good movie. Three hours for like a Marvel movie, these superhero type movies, Transformers, whatever, I can, I can do that. If it's hovering around the two hour spot to me that seems like for whatever reason it just seems like too quick well it well, seems like he, here's there could have been more there make my time and again I, I feel like it does go back to the the dollar value and what you're spending and how people want more for that if i'm spending 17 dollars on a movie ticket and the movie is an hour and 30 minutes well, i'm not going to go see that in theaters i'm going to red box that but the hmm. two hour two and a half hour movie i'll commit to that let me ask you two questions let me go next because i think i'm gonna basically echo him and i don't want to say the same thing right after but yeah i do agree that maybe a movie that is shorter probably does tell a a neater story and and a better story without scenes that could have been cut but i I do echo the um same sentiment of when i go to a movie theater and spend 17 dollars on a ticket i'm i don't want to just be there for an hour and 30 minutes no matter how good the movie was i'll take an extra 40 minutes of some trash if I got to really sit down and enjoy myself for a while Fair for enough. what I spent. So, yeah. Oh, good. No. I was going to say like, well, I think that kind of gets into why these movies are getting so long. It's yeah, becoming a uh, customer satisfaction and keeping the movie theater industry alive over actual artistry. Cause with the invention of Netflix, which used to be like a blockbusters kind of thing where you could like go in and get stuff to now it's like a streaming service. You can pick hundreds of movies and as long as you have a flat screen TV, there's no real reason to go to the movie theater for real. You don't even need a flat screen sometimes. Is the reason why yeah, all these big blockbusters are becoming longer and longer. They need to get you into the theater. I, as a filmmaker, am 100% okay with the film theater industry dying. I definitely am. I think it's overrated to mm. uh, at this point in society 
to have to go and make it a movie night when I can pay a streaming service to hold my movie for a year or two years and you have access to it whenever yeah, you want. Yeah. I'd totally be, I'd be fine, fine with, with saving that. 50 bucks. I, I look at movie theaters kind of like I look at clubs, right? Yeah. Clubs with VIP sections. It's like the VIPs get back here, but we'll keep everybody else on the outside and, and that creates a barrier to, to, uh, to the market. Right. Um, I still think that there's a place though for theaters. I think mm. the experience of watching a movie in a theater is markedly different than sitting in, in you know in front of your you know uh, flat and the screen TV. Perfect example um, is a uh, um, Crazy Rich Asians mm. because the big part and they took less money to make sure this was a movie theater experience, not just something you see on Netflix. Because there hasn't been a um, movie like this on all Asian cast and crew, and they felt like to just send it right to Netflix, even though there was more more money in that, it's kind of like doesn't help the culture or or move Asian filmmaking forward. Hmm. Like, so and, I mean, it, and it's easier yeah. for things to disappear into the ether right. when you have you know, especially with how saturated things right. are with Netflix. Um, it's easy for things to just get like Lorraine just said it a, a little while back that you know uh, when you have so many different options. It's a, it, but when you have a theater, a theater is only playing how many movies? Yeah. Like, boom, I want to see this one right there. Yeah. If you've uh, got a great one, project and you put it on Netflix and then season four of No Cars, uh, uh, Narcos, <laughs> uh, Narcos drops, Narcos. it's like, <laughs> uh, fuck that movie. I was like, I'm no car- watch Narcos. I was like, No Cars? No cars. What show is but this? this uh, <laughs> but theaters are definitely like a good old boys club kind it of is. thing. Like, you know, it you is. need like big clout to get into a movie theater yeah. if you're yeah. not part of a major production house. Yeah. Um, and I think the rising sale of ticket prices is evident that the film theater itself is dying without films and film interest dying. Yeah. Because more people are watching movies, but less people are going to the theater. Yeah. yeah. I have a follow up question to that, but I, I, don't, yeah. I don't want you to lose yours. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to challenge you guys to two things, right? One, the next time you watch a really good movie, make an effort to pay attention. And I'm not talking about a Marvel movie. I'm just talking about a random movie that you're just watching right mm-hmm. let's go girl in the spider's web that's the next movie i'm gonna see in theaters for sure you're making me upset right now but okay <laughs> you even said it was good the other night when you were um, what what i spent in half you, hour you were a saints fan saying, for like two hours and then you said you were gonna watch that movie no i did not say that you did anyway continue. lies um uh so I challenge you to pay attention to the actual time that the 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 play time but then also um uh when you the reason why you watch some of these movies that are two hours long is because they're they're sort of they're sort of um raising you to be that way right like or 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 they're 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 gearing you up for that right so they went from having okay you know when marvel first came out maybe iron man was like you know an hour 40 minutes long then the next one hour 50 minutes long you know what i mean like they're inching you up right just to have you sit in the seat but would you rather see a really great movie that was an hour and 40 minutes or a mediocre film that's two and a half hours long well i mean that's a loaded question because the obvious answer is going to be a great movie in out an hour and but, but that's the argument that I'm trying to make to you is that you have a better chance of finding the better movie in the hour and 40 minute movie than you would the two and a half hour movie. Now, the better question is, though, a great movie at an hour and 40 minutes or a great movie at 230? But there are not that the, many great movies at two hours yeah, and 30 I mean, minutes. Let, let's let's. 
perfect world, right? The yeah. great movie at an hour forty yeah, and the you want great more, movie at two thirty. I'm you, gonna go with that. You want more of a, at two thirty. You always want more of a great thing, right? But I'm saying that there's less of a chance. Like I can only count. I could. I couldn't even count for you on one hand how many great movies that I know of at two and a half hours. Yeah, there's not that many of them. Man, it's a short field. And you can argue just like I'm sorry. Go ahead. Once you get past like the two hour mark, um, your memory, well, your short term memory is not lasting that long anyway. And you're going to think this movie is great just because you've been intaking it for so long. You're going to have so many opportunities. Well, I liked 30 minutes of the beginning and 20 minutes of the middle and 20 minutes of the end. So to me, that was a great film. That's not the same as like an hour and a half of just hitting you in the face with greatness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is that why everybody's so confused about Justice League and uh, uh, Batman versus Superman? Why there are still people who try to make a case that it's a good movie? Probably. It's, <laughs> it's like two <laughs> different. It down too long. completely <laughs> shifts into two different movies halfway through. Uh, you have like the Justice League or like, you know, like the Batman cultivating his own little scene. Then the fight and then Abomination. Yeah. That's like three different like in a hour and a half movie there might have been two major scenes and maybe a lead up to yeah. part two you yeah. know what i mean yeah uh, i think you were gonna say one more time so it was it was kind of a, a nod to um i feel like lately uh, we, we when we saw uh the first movie we did the press play on uh, where our, you, our first eighth, ever uh, press eighth, play? eighth grade or eighth grade yes yeah. when we went to the theater um which theater was Charles, it? It wasn't the Charles. Belvedere. It was the, the Charles Theater. Um, I really enjoyed that like smaller theater uh, vibe, that environment, right? Because and it might be me just getting a little bit older, and I don't want to be. Because um, we also went to uh, a, a AMC recently, where it's you know one of those big, fucking two hundred seat theaters, and when you put that many people in a room. It, the movies, the movie experience is bound to suck a little bit because there are that many more people to ruin the experience for mm. the larger. Like in the big theater, there were more people talking. There was just more noise. There was just more disruption. And in the smaller theater we went to, everybody was just there just to see the film. There's not like all this other shit and the arcade outside the door <laughs> and, and the uh, kids play area and the daycare. <laughs> like the, so. I, the smaller theaters, I feel like people go there to watch a good film. Yeah. Where some of these bigger, like AMC, Egyptian 14, they go there for like, uh, maybe I'm going to watch a movie, but there's also so much other shit going on. So I'm like slowly steering towards these smaller theaters. Like I, I looked up the Belvedere um, earlier, which is a theater, I think a little bit further north. Um, yeah, I think it's on like York and Belvedere or some shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, like closer to Towson. Yeah, that's where, that's where I saw uh, Black Panther. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, it's, I think the theater's called the Belvedere. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's or near like Belvedere Square. Or am I thinking of the Senator? You know what? I think the theater's That's called this. Far from there, either. No, I think the theater's called the Senator, and it's in Belvedere Square. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, it's the Senator. So you know, I, I know you were talking about like you know you're perfectly fine with the movie theater industry dying. Like I'm, I'm okay with the the big theaters, the AMC's and the Regal Cinemas. You know, if if those are gone, but I can still stream really good stuff. I'm fine with that, but I do want those like small to still be there neighborhood yeah. local theaters to still survive. And yeah. I think they will. I, I, think I, th- I think they just have to kind of change their mo- model. Like uh, me and Fabe, we covered a story a little while back about um, Landmark and how they uh, they essentially were suing um, or th- they had sued 
was it AMC? Regal, Regal was it Regal that they sued so. before because they were like basically they were trying to box them out of certain you know um, certain titles. Like they they you know they, they would uh, Regal would go to these studios and be like, hey, you know, uh, we got this money. You guys got this movie. I'll Venmo you right, now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Landmark turned around and did the same thing to a, a lot of the uh, sort of you know um, you know just neighborhood theaters you know uh, non chain theaters um, and <laughs> and, uh, and and so I think that there is room for these smaller theaters there's there's a place for it because mm-hmm. like I know it, you know if the next big and I've always maintained this big action movies I want to see in the theaters if it's something else that's that's uh, a little quieter maybe something dra- uh, drama driven um, maybe something comedic I can afford to see that on a smaller screen um, but when it, you have all this Avengers act, there's 19 different Avengers flying around at you I need enough room to be able to see all this sorry yeah. seeing this on my 20 inch TV at home probably is yeah. not gonna cut it you know have you ever seen like a really like a movie you were dying to see and again one of those like the Transformers uh, the Infinity Wars a really big movie on a small TV you guys ever had that that like really shitty experience? <laughs> yeah, we've we I would imagine we've watched. I, I think for me yeah. it was like Transformers Two or something like that, right? Which at the time was just a big movie. Yeah, and um, I was dating a girl at the time who just had like like a thirty six inch TV. Oh no, and. It was the worst. I remember. <laughs> what is that? Bumblebee? Is that? What's, it, what's going on? <laughs> it was the worst experience ever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so those movies I have to see. Uh, yeah, in theaters, I have to do it. So yeah. I'm always gonna need like one major theater. Yeah, but isn't survival. it interesting how like customers are getting access to like 4K TVs and 3D TVs and yeah. projectors are getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. So it's possible to like stream these big like images if you have like a big white wall or a backyard or something like that yeah yeah. and if you have a family it's not hard to get like a full flat screen that's like 60 plus inches yeah Yeah. i mean the the projector screen that uh that that, hey how big is that uh god what is it like i want to say it was like 90 or somewhere above 90 maybe 120 yeah that was yeah, a yeah. pretty big screen so, was, but hey shout out to mount vernon marketplace come check us out movie nights yeah uh we'll be uh shooting a date out to you soon about mm-hmm. our next movie night hopefully uh maybe sometime around christmas maybe we'll yeah. do a little christmas that's yeah, possible a little, yeah. a little holiday movie fuck eminent domain yeah well okay you're, you're you don't care about getting sued i do um but in speaking about theaters um uh, I wanted to talk really quickly about uh, this movie, The House That Jack Built, uh, which is a Lars von Trier uh, film that uh, was, uh, he premiered at Kane's uh, fil- film festival and um, slightly controversial. Uh, like a hundred uh, or so people got up and literally left the theater because they were that disgusted by the movie. Now, uh, this movie stars uh, Matt Dillon, um, Uma Thurman, um, and some other people who I'm not sure I know of. Riley Keough. Do I know who that is? And now the guy who... Um, no, well, it's a woman, so... Nope, never mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she's been in some stuff that I've seen. But um, but anyways, uh, but I really want to talk about this real quick because... So uh, Lars von Trier, for, for those who don't know, he uh, he has a knack for movies that 
are, shall we say, by normal standards, are weird, right? So uh, I think the the most famous that I know of, or or the one that I, I'm just most familiar with, is melancholia, melan melancholia, melancholia. What? something like that, um, which uh, which he made back in like I think it was like 2011 or so, or 12 or something like that that he uh, that he came up with that. But that starred what's her name? Um, she was in Spider Man too. Um, Kristen Dunst. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were lost. I was gonna go yeah. Stewart. Um, <laughs> Stewart. Uh, something Stewart. Oh, or Kristen Stewart. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's, it's uh, Kristen Dunst. Um, what happened to her? No, she still she has a very good career. What, was that the Was that the girl from um, Was she also in Born? No, that's yeah. Julia Stiles. Why are you just mixing? Is that up was that Julia Stiles? White women. Yeah. You you have a hard time telling white women apart from one another. Yes. <laughs> I do not deny these true. allegations. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it, th- that was a strange film. It's really hard and dense to try to like mm-hmm. dig into. Um, and this film, uh, uh, the house that Jack built, is controversial because there's a lot of violence in it, especially directed towards women or towards t- children. And I kind of want to know. I ne- I need some hot takes on this. Where is the line? Because we're watching movies, right? It's all preposterous. It's it's all make believe. It's all you know, uh, and and sometimes we tote the line of being realistic, or perhaps having zombies, like Faye wants to do apparently with House of Cards. We we tote that line, right? Um, but I don't know if I'd ever get up and leave a movie because of what I'm seeing. Like I don't know if there's anything I could see to make me do that. Yeah, I mean. I understand when people are watching scary movies and they just genuinely become like frightened to say, hey, I don't want to watch any more of this because I'm just I'm afraid I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I get that. But, um, oh, this is too bloody for me. This is too gory or I, I this is too. Um, distasteful. I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't. This is distasteful. I don't like this subject matter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe in in the 90s when movie tickets were seven dollars. <laughs> but. <laughs> If I paid seventeen, I'm watching all of this shit. Every no, second, they, I'm watching it. This is during a. So they got up during the Cannes uh, uh, Film Festival. So actually, no, they probably played a shit ton more, but they got the chance to see other movies. So I don't know if it's a necessarily a. Maybe they just got up do. and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to watch something else. There's right. something else playing." Yeah, I can yeah, yeah. Like yeah. walk out of they, that that specific certain theater. No. Yeah, I don't think here's, here's there's a the, line though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Here's the bigger question. If you go with somebody, if you go with your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your significant other, whatever it may be, right? And that person is like, hey, I don't want to watch this anymore, but you really like it. What do you do? So this situation like kind of happened to me. Oh, shit. Tell us. Oh, shit. Um, but Story not time. in like that kind of way. So um, I was watching a Marvel movie and everybody knows like you wait until the end. Yeah. Wait, to wait, see, wait, wait. Like, with somebody, did somebody not understand that this is the protocol? Yeah. Like, I went with a friend and it was like, um, it was two people, it was a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and they like off the cuff wanted to go see Infinity Wars. And I was like, no, if we're going to go see Infinity Wars. Then we're going to go see goddamn Infinity this Wars. This is like right? a thing. Yeah. And so the movie's over and, you know, everybody's evaporating yeah. and they're like getting up. And I'm like, no, we have to wait. Like, the next yeah. movie's like, oh, whatever, you'll see the trailer in like a year. No, not the <laughs> no, trailer. <what>? <laughs> No, I'm trying to see those post-credit post credit scenes. Scene. What the hell is yeah. going on with you? And like, they were my ride. 
Oh no no no! Uber, How far Lyft. From home yeah. Yeah. I was at Rundle. <laughs> oh, so shit. Okay. I, all right, that's a bop. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, you know, I I took that chance. I stayed. You stayed? Yeah. Did they actually Did they leave, leave you? Or? Yeah, they left me. No. Yeah. Well, no. See now you know nah. who you're. Real no, yeah. Now you know who you can go to the movies with. And who you're right. Right. They left. They straight yeah. up. No, we're just not friends. Straight after up, that. we do no. boxing. We be scrapping after that. Come on. Yeah. They left you. They there. left. I mean, yeah. they they made it very apparent because I was like, no, we have to stay. And they're like, no, we're leaving. But like the post credit like, scene, it's like it's like five four minutes. minutes after. Right. They couldn't right. wait. What four is going minutes? on? Did they? Where they? Like. Did they have to walk the dog or some shit? Or no, nah, they just were over it. They were ready to go. What the fuck? It was like one of those things, situations. Like three hours is that really what I had? Yeah, to, like we waited I mean? all this time. I you really might as well like, like three hours. You can't wait four more. <laughs> right, four more minutes. Not even hours. Minutes. Oh shit! Whoa! Yeah. Okay, then, hey, yeah. you know what? You took the chance. You rolled the dice. I had to get that Uber home. Now you know who your friends are. Yeah. Yeah. It, it worked out in my favor yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, so I, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings right next to it. Yeah. And one of my friends was working. Yeah. So oh, I so just got stayed. The yeah, I got the hookup and there then I got to ride back to the city. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, all that's, why you <laughs> yeah. that's why you stick hey. to your gun. Right. Uh, like free chicken. Yeah. Ride home. Hello. Yeah, yeah. They lost Good out. Good movie. They, nah, credits, if they would have waited. If they would have waited, they, they could have got some chicken tenders. They, really they fucked up. They fucked up. Um, yeah. So I think where I stand with this whole getting up and leaving thing Um I really feel like you have to be a special type of person in order to get up in a movie and say, I've had enough of this. If you're scared, that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just truly scared at what was going on. Okay. I get it. Cause I'm not gonna lie. I get scared too. Sometimes. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I if, scared if somebody would have told me that the effect that paranormal activity would have had on the rest of my life, I probably would have just got up in the middle of the movie and just left. But, um, to say that you're disgusted by something so much that you gotta get up and leave, it's a weird. That's a that's a weird thing that I don't I don't think that, like, if you're in a movie, if you and especially if you hear what the movie's about, if there's a trailer for it, if you know what you're getting into going ahead, they're like, hey, just warning you, this movie might be kind of rough to sit through. If you hear that ahead of time, then you have to make that choice, and it's either you commit or you just don't watch the movie yeah but getting up and leaving is just nonsense because it's one of those things where it's like if you get up and leave you're kind of now you're you're kind of disturbing everybody yeah you gotta shuffle across 18 different people you gotta and i'm sure they weren't quiet about it they're like i'm out i'm getting out of here this is ridiculous (laughs) like i feel like when you're in a movie theater if you're gonna eat your food eat quietly yeah don't talk don't text do we need movie theater etiquette do we, but do we gotta get some etiquette surprisingly we still do i mean but um, to be fair though yeah. lars whatever lars uh, Wuncher. yeah he makes films like this he does to get those kind of reactions this is very true this is very true <laughs> well well you know what uh, i would say he's he's slightly different right so you have um there's another director um well, he made um, Nymphomania, didn't he? I, d- I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that was like... Yeah, that's... That, that's uh, Shia LaBeouf's well. like most deprived role ever. And yeah. Like, well, and, and then you have Darren Sounds like a Arnofsky, lot of sex right? and murdering in that movie, Nymphoma- Nymphomania. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of crazy things happening. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it, but I heard enough about it. <coughs> uh, Shia LaBeouf, one of my yeah. favorite actors. Okay. Well-dressed, well-dressed man, fit yeah. god. Scumbag Steve okay. Cook yeah. really works yeah. for him. <laughs> um, well, you have Darren Aronofsky, right, who directed Mother, which was mm-hmm. like the last movie that I can remember that kind of got this sort of same reaction where people are like, oh, 
How dare you, sir? Um, and, I bet and, that movie offended a lot of people. Yeah, it, it it seemed like it did, but based on the reactions that it that it got. But I think the funniest part about it is is that these they're still making movies. It's not like they like you've offended me, but I'm still going to come to your next movie and say how much I want offended me too. And it's just like, why? Like just because it's a movie like it's not the thing no like the movie didn't come up and slap you in the face and yeah. you know tell you to get out of your seat like it's a fucking, yeah, the movie like, didn't touch you inappropriately <laughs> I think that's like, like some of the fun parts about art like cause, yes. you know back in the day like people were always so confused by Andy Warhol like trying to yeah. be like is this art mm-hmm. and like every exhibition prompted like a big debate and a big like back and forth I think as people don't really Remember that films are art. You're looking at somebody's artistry. Absolutely. And um, to push that line and have people still come back, even if they like couldn't finish it the first time, is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. And, and, and I, but that's why I'm like, I don't know where the line is because in so many movies, there's, you know, like, so for instance, in, uh, in, in some movies, they might have like a, you know, really just explicit sex scene. People are like, that's okay. But then you have a movie like, you know, uh, like I'm sure with some of the scenes here in uh, the uh, the house that Jack built, I'm sure he shoots kids or shoots women or I'm like, like, how do you how do you how do you have the cognitive dissonance to like say one's acceptable, but then the other is not yeah. like just because it's only put in a little bit. Then you're like, oh, that's enough for me. Like, I've had enough of that. But when somebody's just like, no, we're going balls to the wall here. And you're like. Oh my God! The world's ending. What? I think the same act can just be portrayed just two different ways, and one just digs at you um, in a way that you can't explain. You know, I I think it's just that. Like you could see a sex scene in in one movie, and you're like, okay, you don't even think about it, and then you see a sex scene in another movie, and it's just I don't know if it's more graphic uh, or or what the case could be, but it could just move you in a different way, and that's kind of what kind of art is is picking something up and doing it two different ways and and you know debate it and then how it's received yeah so um i i don't know i don't know where i stand on that right again going back to the whole like a film disturbing you so much that you get up and leave and then if if that audience member right that person or or that group of people come back and see your second film if if they do come back they they can't do that same they can't have that same reaction <laughs> right yeah. you know you can't be disturbed by my first piece of work come to see my second and then be disturbed again and yeah. then like ruin the and then experience. get up again like yeah, yeah. like I, I i think and obviously you can't gauge that you there's no way to know if that's going to happen but for those people i feel like they just want to it's like they want to test themselves i want to go see this thing i know it's going to upset me i want to see how long I can go before I'm, you know, I've reached my breaking point, then I'm going to leave. It's like, yeah, why would you do that? Why would anybody do that? Yeah. I think uh, it's, there's two ways you can look at it. I think when you're looking at big blockbusters, there is a line because you want to get like between a Y and R rating. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're looking at independent films, I don't think there's a line. I think once you're no longer concerned about ratings and how the, massive public is going to view it Mm. then it kind of gives you the freedom to do go as far as you want to this is from somebody who watched a serbian film Mm. which is like probably one of the most depraved like they did uh in fit side and had sex with babies and stuff like that it was pretty fucked up yeah um but 
if you're going to a film festival like Cannes and are either paying to be there or got to be there because you're part of the festival, there is some courtesy you want to give to the people that made that film. Yeah. If you're like at, on Netflix and pausing it, I'm not going to know that you didn't finish that film. It's not going to get that 30 cents yeah. from like, you know, film viewed. So it's kind of like you're forcing people to watch this if you're at Cane's because it's like they, they have a level of expectation. Yeah, I like guess. If you're yeah, one, if you're going to a film festival, you automatically are going to get a tagline and a mini synopsis. Yeah. So if you've already made it to that point and your butt's in the seat, the yeah. least you could do is just sit there. Show a certain level it. of respect yeah. to right. the film. But not, I think yeah. that's different once you get into like Egyptian theater and you're like 30 minutes in and you're like, you know what? I thought I could take this, that's just true. but I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I think those are two different environments yeah. and atmospheres. Yeah. Um, and those like those are the differences. I feel like yeah. now every time someone gets up out of their seat and they're like walking past me, yeah, I'm gonna try and gauge are they going to use the bathroom? They're going to get more food or are they like one of those people like, I can't take this. I'll get up or like tuck my knees in for the person going to the bathroom or getting food. Yeah. If I could tell that they're just, oh, I can't take this anymore. No. I'm what are, you, are you going to trip them? What are you going to do? There's <laughs> not going to be an ease of passage. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to walk like, by me. <laughs> you're going to sit down or you're going to look like an idiot as you leave. And the interesting part is like, if you even took the time to suss them out, that probably means that the film didn't have your full attention in the first place. Mm. Uh, or they stole it. Got it. They, no, no, I'm not going to lie because somebody disturbing the, the general, that's why when you, when you're talking about the bigger theater, I was like, it's a double edged sword because I actually really like watching movies with a large group of people. Oh yeah. I love it. Because I love gauging the reactions because seeing it with a large group of people, you it's, things get weird like some of the comedy bits some might be fun more funny than mm. others everybody might laugh and then you're like i'm laughing too i don't even know why i didn't even find it that funny but then you watch it with a smaller group of people and you're like that thing that i thought was really funny ain't Nobody that goddamn funny. i feel i feel like it's specific to genres like a it comedy yes. yeah i could watch a comedy in a big theater mm-hmm. i could watch a horror movie in a big theater because one i get scared easily and so <laughs> yeah. like anyone like saying anything is going to take me out of it a little bit and yeah. be like all right yeah I, can, I will live when i leave this theater <laughs> yeah. um but michael if, myers is not actually going to attack right me after this. Oh, how about when i went to go see it i was driving home and yeah. i was at a stoplight and there was a red balloon in oh, the fuck sewer that. Nah, oh, no. nah i like took a picture really? and sent it to him, my friend i'm like yo i'm about to die tonight this is how it ends <laughs> over near the crown like, um of yeah. course well actually yeah, that that seems uh yeah by the crown that seems uh somehow standard right yeah by the ground you're gonna see something weird you're gonna see something weird yeah yeah. (laughs) weird things happening down there um i'm sorry no i think it's genre Genre. specific because if i want if i'm watching like a drama or like a slow burn like no country for old men yeah i do not want to see or even think about somebody else around me this is true i'm like so into it you know what i mean yeah so uh going touching on genres really quickly earlier we talked about you know the zombie genre has kind of like reached its uh you know saturation point right um so did the you know vampire werewolf genre at least for the time being uh so what is the next genre in film that's going to you You, take 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 the, the 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 You'd seat be, at the top of the hill. You'd be a very well-paid man <laughs> if you, knew if you that. could make that prediction. <laughs> well, we already know it's superhero movies. No, I think I think we've reached a pinnacle with that too. Really? Oh, uh, we've 
Marvel Mar- Marvel fucked themselves up, right? Because well, they, they made have like they 10 made, more movies lined up I know, after Infinity War. But they War made too. a product so good that it's just not going to get better than this. There's you're not going to have a better movie going experience than this sort of climax of Infinity War and um the next you know uh, annihilation what we were I don't know called. because now they can um start introducing like super superheroes that like you know aren't as human you got miss marvel coming out and stuff like that and so you're just gonna have a bunch of like overpowered superheroes so now you're gonna see like running into the superman problem right right? where they're so powerful that it's just but i mean there's always profit in that look at dbz i I think they're, they're, they're still they're still going to profit from it but i think it's going to be just like everything else where we're just gonna be like yeah that's great that you're coming out with an you know your seventh spider-man movie but no see okay. I, I think marvel did it just right so i think they're at the halfway point yeah of you the, think so the halfway it's been a decade already yeah and there's gonna be another Go decade i think marvel's reached the halfway point where they're like they introduced thanos halfway through why because he's clearly one of the most powerful people in the marvel cinematic universe right yep. so now you, you don't really have to try and introduce more and more people that are more and more powerful. Obviously, there are like other beings out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like the Celestials and the One Above All. And you can tell those stories if you want to, but you've given your audience Thanos, who's just like top dog. Now you can kind of just tell other stories no, around them. It's actually going more celestial. Like they're not even calling a phase four. They're like everyone else is still, but they're going and calling it like the celestial phases i mean yeah so so that's coming but like for me once i when i watch infinity war to me it's not like oh i want to see more powerful and powerful and powerful beings i was given thanos i love that character he's he's phenomenal now i just want to see more characters in the universe but i'm not like as concerned about seeing people get stronger and stronger and stronger because like what happens with superman the next two movies scheduled are are like more powerful people um captain marvel and and then the next Infinity Wars, where there's another villain, you know, who's obviously going to be stronger than Thanos. So I mean, but see, I, I, I don't think Captain Marvel's going. about power. It's it's more about no, here's she's this, definitely about power. Well, she's it's more about like here's this other amazing character. Yeah, but no, what's but, her but thing? that's she's that's but that's yeah, but yeah. But, that, but that's uh, again, that, but that's the problem that they're going to run in with run into. The, the reason why I said that I don't think it's going to get any better than than what Marvel's already done is because what they did with Thanos with in Infinity War was incredible that we didn't even care about the power after a while you cared about the story right mm-hmm. they made us sympathize with a villain and that's a hard that's the hardest thing to do in a film to have sympathy for a villain and still have them be a villain you know um and i don't think that that's ever going to get better because i don't think it can actually get better that's like that's like saying we have no country for old men and then coming out with no country for old men too and trying to repeat that same process after a while you're just gonna be like no like that first shit you did was marvel great. is right now they're like cheerios right it's, <laughs> it's so good yeah and and so basic mm-hmm. that they can go in a bunch of other d- different directions they, they can do whatever it, right? they want they i just don't even. i think we've sat we've we've but in and, opinion, and, I think we've you know but they've still got their like one amazing product right yeah like, this is we do this so well and we're gonna you know, we're gonna give you berries and we're gonna frost it and we're gonna go in a bunch of different directions <laughs> well we're gonna add real fruit in but we, you, we got a great product here you know what's a great product tv intros that's what's a great product <laughs> okay 
to make a <clears throat> dope TV intro, you it's need difficult. some. Because I, I usually want to skip the shit. Yeah. Fast forward. Like, you, especially you don't on wanna, Netflix. Oh, you, you don't, don't want to skip. skip immediately. That, why isn't the skip well, coming up fast enough? Why are you even enough? asking me? <laughs> you at know this what point. I want to do. You've <laughs> been tracking my algorithm. You know I skip 90% of intros. Like, the only intro I watch on Netflix is Narcos. Just no, no, no. The, the only music intro so you good. watch is when you forget the intro is actually coming up. And then you so you're can't just like, wait a minute. And then you just fast forward. You're like, shit. I forgot. But Narcos, they're, you know, that's the one I watch. But we've all curated lists yeah, right? yeah we, we, we've got our list going and uh you know uh leslie was great enough to to, to make her uh, own list as well so we'll just go around talking about our our, our top tv intros uh of all time and since uh fabe was the man with the idea i'll let you i'll Do let we you spark the game off the whole thing off or go like one for one you tell me this is the argument we let's were just having go before. one for one round table and if somebody steals yours yeah you, you jump know, to the next one uh, okay. No, well, no. Somebody steals yours. Like, just you know, say, "Oh, that I had that on my list too," and then okay. we'll, and then you move on to your next one. Okay. All right. Um, I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, I don't, and I don't even think this is the best one per se, but I think it is my favorite. Um, and I, and that's uh, "Power," the Power's intro song by Fifty Cent and Joe, uh, "Big Rich Town." Uh, that's my favorite intro. Do you think the music has I'm more influence? Liar. I like yeah. under the covers. I think so, and I think it really just paints a picture for the show. It's like I don't know if that song was made for the show. Hmm. Of course, but I think you when you when you hear it, they had to be like, "Yo, that's the intro." (laughs) How could you have Fifty Cent as your uh, as the executive producer? And you're like, but we're just going to use some some song that was made up in 2004. Yeah. Sorry, 50. We're going to use Ja Rule. <laughs> it was a great opportunity. Yeah, I know it's Ja Rule on the hook. <laughs> like, what would that be with my baby? That would be the greatest <laughs> troll of all time if 50 did that. Yo, you heard yeah. about that grimy shit he did? Uh, he, bought he bought the, the tickets, tickets to yeah. Ja's show. That's some dirty shit. Like, Apparently, it, it's been years. Ja Let him go. now challenged him to actually do a Fight. meet and greet at one of the shows, whatever that means. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. But, but didn't Ja Rule get paid? regardless yeah i mean yeah. i don't judge yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if i was ja i'd be like thanks bro thanks like, for the thanks i for selling it. out now <laughs> right. I, now i can just open it free to the public well, exactly we right. people, got that now i look better yeah now <laughs> i look like a uh a community guy stupid 50 um all right um my first one here the jeffersons moving on up okay to the east side d Deli- i'm not gonna sing the whole thing okay yeah. please uh, but i i think it i think it was one of those shows that really uh, it, it inspired a generation to uh, that there was you know you had a lot of shows back then you had what was the uh, good times you had this you had that uh, Jefferson's was one of those first shows that was like yo this guy's a small business owner you know living up you know uh, moving up to the east side you know doing his thing thizzle um, nice. yeah uh, mine I had Atlanta um, okay and the reason I had Atlanta is because for each episode, yeah. the oh, intro is a little different. It's true, and they have like the the sign like in different right, places. Right, superimposed into the scene, yeah. and like it, it's creating a scene. And what you like when you see Atlanta, you're like, all right, this is about Atlanta. But it creates its own mise en scene within that episode. It does, yeah. Where you're just like, all right, we're at the jailhouse. All right, we're in the woods. Yeah. All right, you know, we're off and it's always it. some song overlaid over top to mm-hmm. some different track. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I so think it's dope. Yeah, yeah. the song usually always speaks one. to Atlanta. Yeah. Too. pure fire. I got. Uh, just say it, man. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls. 
had shit. one of okay. the great sugar spice oh, yeah, yeah. and everything, everything nice yeah, these yeah. are the three ingredients uh, and kaboom and then the music <laughs> yeah. comes in and like what i noticed um that's so great about that intro is it yeah. gives you the character origin yeah like every time the intro mm-hmm. so if time. you're new to watching if the show you've never seen an episode yeah. before it's yeah it's you don't season need a eight, episode 40 oh sugar spice everything nice oh. did this oh. doctor in the lab created the girls oh. bang i will see your powerpuff girls i already know where you're gonna go yeah, I already you know. know. You know. Yeah, you know. You throw yours next out, and uh, you're not going to. I don't know. You're I not going to take me by I surprise. I don't know if I want to say that. I know one, exactly. I'm not going to say that one. It, it's another uh, scientist cartoon. No, show. I'm not, not going to say. It. It's on my list now. I'm not going to say that one though. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, I got. Uh, obviously, this was going to be my next one if it wasn't my first one, and, and it's Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. The fuck. Besides, all right. Let, let me not even talk about the actual music, but the actual intro and seeing uh, all the castles and all the kingdoms. I mean, it, it's just a great idea, and I think people think. Um, and I haven't paid attention enough to actually tell but that every intro is different based on where they're gonna be it's true yeah mm-hmm. um but then back to the song i mean the song no song intro do i just want to hum more right. and just do it all day but yeah game of thrones yeah uh okay i will see your game of thrones and i will raise you smallville mm. that's where you were gonna go I know. no no that's i, 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 I we we were on the same page as far as the one I was going to say, but I'm okay. going to save that for yeah, later. Uh, uh, we'll, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah, there once yeah. you've forgotten about it. No, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I say Smallville because they had a very iconic song. Somebody say, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember what it yeah, was. But yeah, that's it, good. It gets annoying after a while. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. If you watch like the box set, mm-hmm. you get to about episode four. You're like. All right. Yeah, let's just no, uh, let's no. just skip that. Um, Someone save me! But I think it, when I was growing up, at least you know in, in high school, it was definitely one of those iconic shows. Yeah. But then also iconic intros to yeah. a show that it was very striking with the song. And then they had the the I always loved their their actual graphics because they would show clips of like previous seasons and the way that they, they would chop it up. I was always interested every year. What are they going to do this season for their for their intro? So, yeah, okay. like Smallville. Um, next on my list, I'll go with uh, a show that I only watched like three episodes of, but I still remember the intro when it's hot as hot. Uh, Westworld. Mm, OK, yeah. 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 That was a good one. Yeah, I think everybody's only watched three episodes. Yeah, of yeah. I don't know anybody who's actually finished like each season of the show. It just took so long to get there. Yeah, yeah. and then but you watch millions it. of people who love it, but I haven't met yeah. any of them who actually <laughs> like finished the show. I don't I met know one person. These are just I, I think they're just bots online. They're like, yeah, yeah I finished it. Sure, why it not? Has to be. It has to be. <laughs> uh, that is a good. That is a very interesting. Like that uh, moving intro. horse. Yes. With yeah. The, yeah. 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 Very striking. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna steal your thunder. I'm gonna let okay. you have that because okay. it's uh, such a great one. So yeah. I'm gonna go Narcos. Narcos. The Narcos. music is just you know. I think every like there's a lot of artists now that are like tapping that like Spanish, you know the 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 drums and and like the trumpet <laughs> that vibe. Uh, yeah. It inspired uh, Migos' entire second album, <laughs> Culture Two. Like yeah. they pretty much just took. Narcos, yeah. and they're like, we're gonna make an album out of uh, this. Yeah. Uh, the out intro, the, the mu- yeah, straight out the jungle. Mm. That was it. that was it. And then um, there's so many artists I'm hearing. I think Two Chains did a song. 
that had like a very like narcos inspired feel um i think chance the rapper uh, i think he recently did a song too which is again it has that like a lot of those spanish horns and the drums and the uh and you know the trumpet mm-hmm. it's just it's, yeah. it's so catchy you hear it you can hear it from the other room you're gonna know like right, it's narcos yeah I like all right it. um next i got uh i got the wire um way down in the hole every time i hear that i just it's just it sounds like a song that i didn't know before that but like i want to go hear this song now and that's what mm. i did i went and put it on my own phone but it just sounds like a real good song and gets you in the mood to watch the show and then um right before the show starts they put a quote um from a line from that episode coming up and i always try to uh, find where the quote's gonna be and that's a big deal for me but just a song that i enjoy way down in the hole are you just going through a list of your favorite shows (laughs) some of them are some of them are um all right uh my show uh next is uh a classic uh martin Mm. yeah 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 I don't. I, I still to this day don't, don't even know. know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they mumble. say. It's just mumble rap. Yeah, That's where mumble <laughs> rap got yeah. its start. Little known fact. Uh, <laughs> all right, no, next for up. For sure, for sure. Uh, Orange is the new black. Ooh. You know what? I'm what not gonna say? lie to you. I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. So it has um, a bunch of convicted felons, oh, like women. I, I know the show. I. No, I'm talking about the intro. intro okay. Is yeah. is a bunch of actual real life felons, and oh, yeah. it's a close up of their eyes oh, yeah. and Ooh. lips, oh, and like shit. through the whole song, like you know they do the credits and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's um like I think the song's called Animal or whatever, and it's talking about like how you've got time in the cage, mm-hmm. but it's like actual people that are in jail mm-hmm. and like just their like portraits, but like extreme close up of their eyes and their lips and it creates like this sense of like waiting and existential dread yeah. before we even start the show which is a lot lighter actually than the intro. Yeah, I was going to say this sounds the really intro, deep for yeah, the Orange intro is the New Black. looks like a documentary more than it does <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a thre- theatrical TV show. Yeah. So I just remember cuz I stopped watching like after they killed Pussy. Yeah. Um but I always remember that intro. intro. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go back and like uh, keep my eye out for that. Yeah, it's all black. It's like nothing else going on. They're yeah. not moving. Yeah. It's literally just their eyes and lips. That's dope. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. So I gotta go with. I used to love this show, Highlander. <laughs> I Duncan am immortal. Yeah, no man can be my rock. <laughs> and then like the heavy, just classic yeah. guitar yeah. rearing in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was just oh. it, that was like hey. that was quality rock right there. That's hey. rock music I'd listen to. I'm not even into that genre, but that shit was hard. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. No man can be my rival. Yeah. I like that. Oh, shit. I'm trying for to sure, drop a bomb sure. for you here, but my phone's not cooperating. Tee it up. Usually, whenever I say something, I have a bomb teed up. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Next for me, I'm going on. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going bombs. <laughs> uh, such a great sound, explosion signal. Yeah. Um, nah, next for me is Park and Rex. I mean, it's just this quirky ass little tune. That comes on, and you just know this show is about to be silly yeah. and yeah. fun. I always yeah. love the squares. The squares and then, are and, dope. And it's the show so based on the town. And mm-hmm. then, so the intro is just these squares of like this field or some town or whatever. But it, it, it just, uh, just you know, you're about to have a goofy ass time. And that, the intro just kind of like puts you right there. Well, I'm glad that you said showing the town because that leads directly 
into mm. my next one. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, mm. yeah. They get the they get like the stupid ass jingle. Yeah, and then you get like the different uh, streets in Philly. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just you could just tell it's just somebody holding like a camcorder <laughs> up and just go driving through Philly. I've always just loved how simple it is, and then how they introduce each episode where they uh, have the episode title, mm-hmm. and it's like really something like directly to the point of yeah, what the exactly, episode yeah. is. The gang is racist. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that was the first episode. <laughs> yeah. The gang gets racist or something like that. Um, and I, it's always like you start laughing before you like even get to anything, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my all-time favorite, uh, favorite favorite intros for a show. Okay. Um, completely different. This okay. is American Horror Story. Mm. Oh, do, do they have different intros for different seasons? Yeah, they do, but it's okay. all under like the same umbrella of that like weird sound. Okay. Like, you know what it, you, like, is it like scratching or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Like, a, like clicking kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. It's always like a liquid, like, something. Yeah, yeah, representation yeah. of how the season's going to go. I, I, I've always thought that that was dope that they kind of dress it up for each. Like whatever season that they're in, they kind of tailor it for that. Yeah, even it's still the same sort of gives theme. me kind of like art house vibes. Yeah, so I'm into yeah. it. Still, so um, I'm not sure if you know this is like a smaller show. I think it only went two seasons or whatever. Right? Uh, it's called Low Winter Sun, which uh, stars the guy who plays Morgan in Walking Dead, hmm. um, and the actor's name is not Stanley Tucci. Uh, he looks. I think he's like an Arabic actor. Is there music? Do you know how it goes? Can you do yeah, it? So the, the the theme song is by an artist called uh, Betty Levette, who I believe she's a like a Detroit um, jazz blues hmm. singer, and it's 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 very very Detroit because the show is based off of like the the police force and corruption in Detroit. The music sounds just like it. It just starts off with like this heavy like. Um, jazz infused with a little bit of rock and it's like hustling in Detroit. Uh, that was terrible, no, no, by the way, what I just did. Sounds interesting. But it's it's one of the few shows, along with Marcos, Narcos, whenever I uh, whenever the show was starting, I, I never skipped it because that intro music was so good. I wish we could um, play it. I don't know. You don't, I know you don't have it teed up. Maybe towards the end of the show we can play it. Since no one's heard it, no one's seen mm-hmm. heard the show, once you guys hear it, mm-hmm. you'll be like, okay, wow, that's a, that's okay. a great song. It's a good intro. Yeah. Um. Next for me is Friends. Um, not much needs to be said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a classic, a, a song that uh, everyone loves it. You know, whether you don't like the show or not, whether you watched it, you know that song. Yeah. And who's going to complain about that? Ha- have you ever listened to the song just on its own? It's very weird listening to the song just on its own. Really? I think I've heard it on the radio once, and, and it's I didn't weird. listen to it. But <laughs> <laughs> Change it immediately. <laughs> what is this? I, I maybe gave it one hook and a verse, and then they're like, "Let's go, let's go to something else." It's happening on ninety TQ, <laughs> exactly. But um, definitely when it, you hear it, you know it, and then yeah, nothing yeah. else. To be said. Um, my next one, um, I think might be the most uh, iconic song of all time. Come and knock on our door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be waiting for you. Three's company. I think I think just off the song itself. I don't really remember the actual visuals for the intro outside of them just doing, I'm sure, just yeah, mash up like, of different yeah. episodes or whatever. Uh, Having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, but uh, yeah, the song is just a really yeah. iconic song that uh, I think m- maybe is more famous than the actual show itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. You got another one? Yeah. Um, Weeds, 
weeds. Mm. Okay, uh, Showtime show. Yeah. yeah. Um, have oh, y'all yeah. seen it when it's like it just like makes a suburbia? Um, I don't think I've seen it. I'll be honest. So with you. it like starts. The song is called like Little Boxes, okay. and so it talks about like the monotony of suburbia, and then yeah. it has a map of like you know when you see cul-de-sacs you just see like all those little rectangles and squares yeah. Yeah. around it so the map's empty and then like one by one these little mcmansions like pop up on the scene ah. so it kind of makes the suburbia so it like makes the so there's scene. like visuals like really strong mm-hmm. visuals of that sort. yeah and then um to kind of spoil it when it gets when they leave that suburban town um it's the same intro but everything's on fire <laughs> um, uh, dope. Yeah, so, we Weezes was one of those shows that I've always meant. Like I've heard so many good, and it's over now, right? They yeah, just ended done. it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been done for like I think five years now. Weeds, really? Yeah, it had a oh, it had a good five seasons, and then started to you know it had, hang it had how many <laughs> five <laughs> and seasons? And then started to go yeah, yeah. like off the rails. Five. Yeah, um, no, I definitely got to go back and watch Weeds. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Like I said, I've, I've always heard really great things about it, and it's like on that list of the you know the running list of shows that I'm sure everybody just has. Do yourself a favor, and once they leave, just stop watching. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah, I, I usually get to a point with shows where I'm just like, it's good. I'm done. I'm done. Like <laughs> it's over. The only show that I've like really watched like after like that threshold mm-hmm. like is Game of Thrones. I will mm. watch Game of Thrones forever. Yeah. Have you ever watched Supernatural? No. Oh, okay. Well, in passing, not like, okay. like it was like a, watching it. right. It was like one of those shows where I felt like I didn't have to like be committed. Right, I could just pick it up. Like, okay, what demon are you exercising <laughs> today? Yeah, yeah, no, but but ironically enough, the reason why I love the show so much was because they got into this really specific storyline through seasons four and five. Oh. And I keep saying this; I feel like I repeat it every week on the show. But uh, but yeah, they they had they they still had that format but they had this storyline that was going through both seasons that was just like oh man this is all tying together and it's all great okay but yeah um all right so you guys remember uh well you know i'm not even gonna give the, sh- the title of the show I'm, I'm gonna sing this one out and you guys i'm gonna sing it until you get it so hopefully you guys know it <laughs> crazy oh, hey, oh that's oh. how it goes millions of people Living as foes. Yeah, doom, I doom, know doom, the song. Doom, 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 no, doom, I don't doom. know what the hell you're saying. Shit, what are you talking about? The Osbournes. Oh. Uh, no. You don't remember the Osbournes? No, Ozzy I don't remember that. Sharon. I remember the show. Oh, I don't yeah. remember the intro. Yeah. I remember the oh, That intro. was one of the, yeah, because yeah. it was very yeah, different than like this, like super ridiculous, crazy family, but they had this like smooth yeah. little jazz intro. Jazzy crazy. intro. That's yeah. how yeah. it goes. I remember that. Yeah. Um... Next up, I got a Law and Order SVU. Mm. Um, just some good music in there, some good sound effects. Dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, theirs is literally just like those key sounds. Yeah, and they exactly. just let it linger just long yeah. enough to not be annoying, but what? to make you always it's remember. fucking and then in the, your mind. And then the voice. The special victims, you know, of NYC, you know, didn't they do yeah, that? Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. He's just getting those residuals. Earl Jones from all Jr. those years. <laughs> I mean, I um, think it's still on, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Uh, no, they just ended it because I think really? I, we, we had it as a trivia question. Our last uh, one of our last trivia. No, days. you know what? No, there is a new um, season coming. I think where it's oh, not. It's oh, ne- oh, yeah, it's Law and Order. Uh, you know, the well, it's, it's now going to focus something. on um, like a like 
hate crimes and oh, um, okay. uh, it's going to touch on a lot, a lot of like Islamophobia, racism issues. and like yeah. okay. you know, sexual stuff. Good transition. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is my last one. Um, but it's kind of a two parter <laughs> because you guessed one of these. I had to come up with a, a second part. To yeah. It. Mm. Both animated. First one. This is Dexter's laboratory. I knew, yeah, I, knew, yeah. I, knew, I knew it was Dexter. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted to end where I started. And you just took it. Uh, yeah, um, definitely iconic. You know, you had the uh, the thunder, and then you had Dee Dee. You know, like yeah. it, it, like yeah. that and Powerpuff Girls shaped a, a lot of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. also this show did as well. Okay. Hey Arnold. Yep. Hey Arnold's another good football one. head. Iconic. Oh, I love Hey Arnold. Right you know what? Hey Arnold didn't love you. How about that? So <laughs> that was a recess over in oh, Hey Arnold. Oh, recess. You know what? Recess Doug. never. Like Doug over here. Oh, Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah. That's why I didn't love Hey Arnold's interest. No, 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 no. Hey Arnold was at the end of all that. You know what I mean? Hey Arnold kind of was was the thing that capped it. No, wasn't. no, no. Go. I think the Wild Thornberries were 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 the worst. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think they forced Wild Thornberries on us. I never appreciated Wild Thornberries. I didn't. All right, I have one last one. Okay. It's a British TV show, and I think I like it more so off the song. Okay. And the fact of the main character more than like. The intro itself I, is it a it, is it a black it actor? Is he does he have a chiseled jaw? Idris does is, he, is he the love of my potentially life? Potentially the next body. Idris Alba. Is it Luther? Yes. I like the show, but I don't remember the intro at all. So it's like um, red and black, and it's like ink droplets. Mm-hmm. Um, but the song, um, it's like I think it's like massive something. I downloaded it and listened to it for like a year straight. Mm. And every time oh. they played it, you thought of you just, you're like, yeah, you just thought about it. the future, love of my life. <laughs> you know, how many kids walking down to the aisle with it? Like, you know, like, oh, oh, you know, gotta get those tickets to the UK and get my man real quick. You gotta work on your, you gotta get, develop an English accent in order to correspond. No, because then I'm just gonna be the exotic American. And it's kind of, see, I don't, out. is that how it works? Do, do, English people view us as exotic with our accents. I think, I think they like country accents. I think country, oh, yeah, this like is whenever true. foreign, like okay. especially in Australia. Uh, they, yeah, you know, a lot of places like like foreign countries, like mm-hmm. when they think of Americans, they think of like Southern American. Yeah, accents. they gotcha. always it's go so, to that. It's, yeah. it's so like just when I was in gym, mush. Yeah, yeah when I was in Japan, people appreciated Southern accents. Yeah. Like that New York, like Boston kind of mashup. Like I'm walking here. Yo, I can't kinda. do a Boston accent to save my life. If somebody was like, your life depends on having a Boston accent, I couldn't do it. Well, you just got to lean Wicked in it. You, you got to lean into it. Like Ka. Pop ka. the Ka, you fucking ka. wank. Uh, they yeah. don't say wanker. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. You, you, uh, what is it? It's something with a W. They say it. I don't Fucker. Know. Or some shit like that. They say, I don't know. Yeah. They say that in Boston. They say wicked, uh, yeah, wicked, wicked, pisser. wicked, cool. yeah. oh yeah, wicked yeah. pisser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask Brady the next time uh, his team decides to crush mine. And then they we'll like right uh, they like those nasally like um like Vermont I think uh, like middle state yeah. accents. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the whole New England area. Yeah, I'm tired of that, like guys. northeast. Um, my last well, one. You know. I'm gonna end strong. Uh, one of my favorite animes. Also, Whitney Houston, she uh, did a song to this uh, dance with somebody. 
And does anybody remember that song? Yeah, I oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, the, the intro music, is probably one of the most iconic intro musics to any oh, could have done anime. anime. No. Yeah. More than DBZ? I, your entire list, I feel like, would just be anime in that case. I had a is lot it? of... <laughs> It like took me a long time to find a list that didn't have Did any anime. <laughs> oh, you, hey, look, you could have put them all on there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to pull it up here uh, and just fucking add on YouTube. I had to let that go by. <laughs> I don't know. Dragon Ball Z has to be the most. No, no, they don't even, no, you don't even know what their intro is. <laughs> I like yeah. the first one when we were kids. Yeah, it was like, they they dragon, dragon. Dragon, dragon, dragon Ball Z. Z. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember this song? Hold on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm just dancing. I don't, I don't know what know I'm dancing to. But, uh, dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. All right, your time's up. All right. <laughs> anyway, I, I win. Yeah. I would have picked Cowboy Bebop. Mm, that was a good one, Super too. Super Gel in there. Yeah. Mob Psycho. There's a lot. Out, see, again, the, the, this would be the stars. Fabian effect Ooh, where they're all just your favorite shows. And yeah. pop animes. Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll but Cowboy Bebop, like, they made a whole album for that mm. show. They had oh, a really? lot of jazz, yeah. a, lot of, um, a lot of funk. Like jazz yeah, it was a fusion. it was a jazz yeah. band. They did the whole show. That's actually what I what I appreciate about uh you know some of these sh- anime shows is is that they they infuse a lot of different sort of elements that you wouldn't um just as a casual observer think would be in an anime, and you're just like, what's this jazz riff that I, that's yeah. in this anime? Show? I mean, I would say anime probably has like some of the strongest like use of of, of music throughout. I like and music that is so far different from the type of um, show that you're watching again cowboy bebop I-, I wouldn't think like heavy strong jazz blues vibe when i watch you wouldn't though no it kind of like i feel I like, the like show. more techno or you'd give you know, cowboy bebop a techno vibe like, if i didn't know everything i know about the show uh, and, I, and i was just like starting in episode one i'd probably you know outer space i want to hear the word cowboy robots. in it i think I think the jazzy element went with the tone of the show. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you pick that up as you go. Yeah. But initially, I would have thought like more like techno, you know, yeah. out of space. Because um, how you think, I think uh, they did that with Space Dandy, which was created by the same dude that made Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. if you know that show. And it was very no, like, check that one out. it was like techno jazzy. It's like, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like that's supposed to be like the whimsical version of Cowboy Bebop Space Dandy. Yeah. Space Dandy. Dandy. Okay. Yeah. Check, that check that. Um hit me face. My last one that I'll kind of go into detail about before I just rattle off the because mm-hmm. I had 10 or whatever. Um Seinfeld. Um just the he brings you in with the joke and uh you know I a lot of people love the show but there's a lot of people who don't but I I just think the uh the idea of the intro is his stand up doing a joke is I don't know if anyone ever did it before or since, but Martin, first what? season of Martin. This is, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But that Seinfeld like pop is pretty iconic. No, 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 the, the, no, no. Seinfeld did it first and did it best. But I did remember that Martin did try. Yeah, to Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do that. Where for a he bit. would, uh, where they would show him in the radio station just uh, like yeah. saying some like wild thing before they started the show which yeah. I, I always knew was sort of a callback to uh to, to seinfeld mm. yeah i forgot about repeat. that yeah but uh seinfeld and then was uh, it a, was it the same 
Joe. It wasn't the same Joe. No, 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 no. no, no. It, it was, was a different one every time. Different, different stand-up. Different yeah. And then other than that, um, Batman animated TV series. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone. And then I had Chappelle Show and Cheers and a couple other ones. Yeah. Hmm. I do uh, one of Seinfeld's, one of my favorite jokes from the opening to his, uh, one of the episodes is like, the, the bit about why your friends are the people you actually hate oh, the most. Yeah, yeah. Why are your friends the people you hate the most? <laughs> and that <laughs> high pitch. I, I can't imitate it well, but that and high Wale. pitch. Um, Wale had that he used that his, bit in in his, on his album. Yeah. Um, the, what is it? Mixtape about nothing. Album about nothing or something like that. Yeah. Album about nothing. Yeah. That was a good I really a good enjoyed run. that album and mixtape. Yeah. I, it was dope. Um, More I, about nothing. That, that, that didn't get enough respect. Uh, Wale, well, Wale would tell yeah Wale, Wale would tell you tell you himself yeah, he, he, he doesn't get enough respect my I boy did, uh, I guess I'll spill some tea I was yeah. working with him oh, um, about drop the name three weeks ago oh, and shit. um well not even three weeks ago, like two weeks ago yeah um during Howard's homecoming mm-hmm. um and it was raining so it was an outdoor event so it wasn't that like as heavily attended as they had initially thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And like the sheer look of disappointment, oh, I'm sure on his face. I'm sure when he like imagining performed. Wale in that condition, he just like guess. like it, like it switched. Like as soon as the music came on, you know, he like did his whole performance. But I just yeah. saw him like getting ready to like get on stage. And he was just like, yo, and he just got to eat the here. fact that yeah. it's a small crowd. Yeah, I actually um funny. I have a similar Wale story because um back when I used to do some club promoting back in the day, we um. Brought him to uh, Baltimore. He was supposed to be working with Boss Man to kind of um, be the celebrity features that day. Then I don't know for what reason mm. he was just like, "I'm not feeling it," and rolled out. Right, like, he has, like, and that he was attitude. on the card. Yeah, right. and we we're like, "Dude, the fuck!" He just has that kind of like look and feel about him. Like if he's not into it, he's yeah. just gonna. Yeah. Like, I mean, J Cole <laughs> definitely addressed that in that one song. Where yeah, he, like, yeah, addressed Wally for a whole like bar. But you gotta respect that sometimes, though. Like sometimes because there's something to be said about faking. Like I would much rather somebody not do something than to have acid or like, do your job though right you're be on a the flyer yeah, be a professional. <laughs> no, i don't want to work today like so so you no doubt yeah, yeah I, was, I, was about to, I was about to say where are you going with that <laughs> I, was, I was trying to come up with something that sounds like tune would have been nah. at the show like yeah. i'm glad he's still doing it he's half-assing it but you i know. respect it and you know how i would have talked so much shit if he would have left because i got there yeah. at like six in the morning yeah and had been working through the rain yeah this is very true yeah like, no you're right you're right uh, but i, I like I, I just have a problem with when you can tell somebody's like loafing it yeah because then it's just like <laughs> this is just bad all around like yeah. nobody wants to sit here and watch this because now it's like we can't even be like ah shit somebody just didn't show up sorry guys that's why this sucks but it's just like when you're watching somebody who's just clearly just going through the motions and you're just like this is yeah this well, is not like the business of entertainment you kind of yeah. gotta like be good up. at faking it, I guess. Yeah. You so listen, you've done a lot of like entertainment music um, production. Uh, not a lot. I'm just like when I I day play, which means um, as a production assistant or coordinator, I can get picked up on to a day long shoot, mm-hmm. which um, opens me up for like music videos and promotional stuff. Yeah, um, I've worked with like Revolt TV and Under Armour and True TV, and done like corporate works like for like Mason How's and stuff Charlemagne like that. Really didn't meet him. I know, right? Yeah. So uh, that's He's, that is my podcasting DJ Envy or Angela Yee. I don't want to like chat with Charlemagne for a second. Yeah, they have nah, like their own like production crew. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I came in, did like small stuff, did some data management for them, made sure they had like the right stuff set up. And then yep. like two hours before they got there, they were like, all right, everyone get the fuck get out. out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's I, I was going to ask like, uh, and maybe this question goes out to everybody. Like who in a concert that you've seen has like had the best performance and then who just fucking sucks? <laughs> oh, I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you who sucks now. Um, we went to Trelectro and um fuck what's his name um Playboy Cardi the worst performer I've ever seen and not that I expected him to be great um but I think the best performers I've seen were uh I, I mean I've seen Beyonce so and Kanye I, I think they they bring another level yeah yeah I mean it, the the production of their show is just yeah. And they could just walk back and forth, but just the old, the production that you're seeing, all the visuals, all the you know, just the aesthetic of their shows, yeah, beautiful enough. They have the money to put on those massive productions. Yeah, well, to uh, unfortunately bring this great show to an end. Yeah, uh, Leslie Naver, thank you again for Thanks joining for us. Me. Uh, this has definitely been a blast. Um, and uh, thank you for being another voice of reason in this room full of scoundrels. <laughs> uh, as I'm only the I'm the only one usually of reason in this room. Uh, he likes so. to rate himself high. This I do. Like oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, House of Cards, zombies. That's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I think um, to date that was the uh, most ridiculous shit ever. That, uh, yeah, I disagree, I, but I, 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 I said we were going to start a new segment, the uh, wild shit vape says. Mm. Uh, that is is going to be a highlight. Next I'm going to straight together. Highlight. They should bring back uh, Sex in the City. And <laughs> Now they're fighting terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> now they're now they're working with twenty four and yeah. uh, Jack Bauer. Sutherland yeah. comes in. I'm not gonna waste time defending myself. I, oh. I do believe my. Idea. I'm gonna tell you off the air what it really was. Okay. They made it sound as stupid no. as they could. Go <laughs> no, you said on, on the air what it really was. Oh, yeah, on sure. air, right. so you can go back and listen to the episode. Uh, Leslie, please give the uh, people your 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 whatever info you want to give them. Whatever you want to plug, this is your spot. Where can they find uh, you? Right, you can find me on Instagram at Leslie the Great. Uh, Leslo Lunatic's the name. I have a short film that's in the works. Look for, look out for some audition things in the next three months. Hey. Um, also, go check out Othello Son and Sweet Distractions this weekend. Do it. Over in Virginia, we are... Uh, 17 awards in for Othello mm. Son mm. and seven awards in for Sweet Distractions. So I, can't, I don't, I don't have the claps on here, and plus it would be too complicated for me to drop the bomb now. You know who my phone is, all right? Yeah, it's a Samsung. Yeah, <laughs> $15 at, um, in Virginia. So go check it out. That's dope. I'll be there. Oh. That's amazing. That hey, is all. Shout out. Uh, that sounds like that's hard work right there. It sounds yeah, like yeah. you're busting ass. Ha- hard um, work. So shout out right. to the hard workers. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and Fabe, close us out with our, uh, hey man, with our church um, announcements. Thank you for being here. Look, uh, please subscribe. Please follow us on the Fabe podcast at all social network. If you're listening right now, please hit that subscribe button. Not now, but right now. God damn, damn it. it. God yeah. damn hey, it. We got to stop saying please. <laughs> yeah. Follow us. Do it. <laughs> do it. Share Just it. Like it. it. Just do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until the next time, uh, we are the Fade Podcast. Hitting you with the same protocol as always. Fade out. Fade out. Peace. Bitches. Peace. Peace.
liked it. That was good. It, it flowed. I